Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 730 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds argue with each other. <laughs> All right, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs>to the Superpod Hero Cast. Guys with beers talking about movies with capes. Episode 31. I'm Casey Ryan. And I'm Todd Panic. And, and we, we watched Batman, Batman Under the, the Red, Red Hood. Hood. Oh, nice. That so nice. the title, let's start there. It makes it sound like Batman's Under the Red Hood. Like uh, literally, physically sure. underneath it. Sure. Batman colon. I know, it's colon Under, under the, the Red Hood. But sure. still, it's just... The colon is implied and yet not heard. The colon is very important. That's right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I've got... Yeah, there's some character stuff i was like oh i can't wait to talk about this because uh yeah all right i know <laughs> so hello everyone this would normally let's start there yeah, yeah let's do that so this was going to be when we were talking about starting patreon yep we're gonna make this a patreon episode because it didn't have a theatrical release but it is the goddamn batman that's right so our buddy patrick one of our very first fans uh, made a very compelling case to listen to watch this movie. That if you're just listening to this one, go back to Incredibles two near the end. We put his review and his pretty much his plea for us to do it, and we listened and we agreed. So this is going to be done like a Patreon episode, but in the normal feed, right? And, and you know, I think we should point out uh, Patrick has was literally one of our very first fans. True, and he's like going all in. He's a Patreon supporter, mm -hmm. and he's at that commander level, he which sure is. gives him the opportunity to potentially tweak the shit, the course of our podcast. Tweak the ship? Is that tweak what you're going to say? Yeah, uh, <laughs> to to steer the ship, alter the course of the ship. Yeah, yeah. You know, 
Every once in a while in the comics, they do something crazy. They do a one shot. Yes. I mean, everyone, uh, you know, well, men of our age. I remember, <laughs> I remember the uh, the issue where Superman boxed Muhammad Ali. Sure. Sometimes crazy shit will happen one one off in a in a comic book. So think of this as the crazy. Uh, we're gonna box Muhammad Ali. Yeah, sure. Oh no, but it's definitely a one off, right? Definitely, because theatrical releases are rule. But you know, again, look, he made a compelling case. Yeah. He's the the in that level of uh, Patreon supporter, which is patreon.com slash TSPHC. And, you know, he had a chance to influence it. So we're doing some more stuff. And, uh, you know, go over there, check it out, throw us a couple bucks, you know, unlock some bonus episodes. Sure. Uh, or potentially, you know, at that highest level, uh, shape what we're doing. So thank you, Patrick. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so um, TSPHC Army that's not on Patreon. Take a break for a second. I'm going to talk just to Patreon subscribers. So listen very closely. We're doing this special because Patrick kind of snuck it in on us. That's what she said. <laughs> we have all the other DC animated movies in our back pocket for Patreon episodes. Sure. I have a plan. Please don't ask for those. <laughs> actually, we can actually go beyond that. If you want to choose an episode, if you are at the level for donation of donation for that the commander level the commander level you can't take something that's in an order like if you want to sure. do something in the mcu order you, you can't can push, skip to captain america you can push incredible hulk as the next one because we haven't done it but you can't say infinity war right right we series we got to do in series order. we got to do in order you can you know you can start a series we've got the T- Burton verse Batman to still start. I think we've done enough Batman, Casey. Don't you? There's never enough Batman. <laughs> <laughs> he's a goddamn, it's a Batman. goddamn Batman. He's 80 years old. Oh, he's so spry. 80. So yeah, that, those are some that's some some good reminders there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, speaking of Patreon, I've you know when we get off mic tonight because I don't want to ruin it. I'm really going to make my pitch hard. So we've been doing. Every other month, we've been doing movies for Patreon. Oh, God. That are not superhero movies, right? But they're movies we love, Uh movies we have fun with. Uh, In that sequence, February would be next up. I really want to make this case. I think we'll have a blast. And I think I know maybe who we might want to invite to do that one with us. So we'll talk off mic. Wait, tell me now and just cut it out. Well, he's he's you know he's potentially driving out from the wilds of New Hampshire. I got that part. I figured out you were talking about Chuck. Yeah. So what? What movie? Well, so we also have been doing a holiday theme. So October was. You want to do? Don't say it on it. This isn't live. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Make sure that you can edit. Yeah. (laughs) That's why I said go ahead and say it. Sure. Uh, Yeah. I think. Look. Oh God, Todd. Do you not know how podcasts work? (laughs) Listen, if. Wait, what what holidays on. are in Please leave this in, but bleep me out saying yeah. your so reaction is hilarious. Yeah. No, don't say like we're on the radio. Yeah, that's that's fair. We, that's fair. we have an infinite <laughs> second delay because, uh, yeah, this all gets edited. Uh, but, yeah, that's, I think, listen, if we keep up with our holiday theme, tell me, uh, otherwise you're going to the other holiday in February. Oh. And I, I don't want to do a movie. I don't want to do a movie There's only there. one. Or we, but you know, again, February. There should be. We should be doing something in February. Sure, good idea. We can talk mm, I, through it. Well, well, let's check with. Uh, we'll check with uh, with, with that person <laughs> and see. Uh, right. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, but do hey, we really need to do the history of Batman. N- no, uh, no, Jesus Christ, no, <laughs> no. But I, I do think there's. Uh, so there's a couple things. Do we need to do the history of Jason Todd? 
we have actually talked about Jason Todd's death before. Yeah. I couldn't remember what episode it was in. Uh, BVS. Because okay. Oh, sees... because of the... Yeah, so we'll reference that. So I feel like we don't need to do that. We've talked about Raish al Ghul. Raz al Ghul. Well, uh, and this one he says One Raish. says... Well, yes, but... I always thought it was Raz, but then it I'm is. like... It's Raz oh, al Ghul. But it's... He says Raish. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, listen. I thought I thought you correct. I thought you told me Raish one time. No, no, it's Ross. Okay. Well, I'm fine with Ross. Uh, we talked. We remember seen at Batman the end Begins. of Batman Begins, the the debutante that's like, "Am I pronouncing your name right, Mister Ra- Race Ra- Al Ghul?" Oh, and he says Ross. No, he turns around. Oh, and it's oh, not Ross. Al- okay. You're not Ross Al Ghul. I saw him die. Uh, but so, it's Ross Al Ghul. Simply, I'm gone. Have we covered? Yeah. So we've <laughs> but we've covered that character. We don't need to review him. We don't need, and he's not integral. Like no, no. no. He's weirdly okay. So maybe we should lightly cover death in the family. Let's talk about the so in the context of the production. Mm-hmm. This is a adaptation right from the comics, and in fact, uh, Judd Winnick, who as I'm doing my research, uh, the artist writer, he wrote. Uh, he wrote the Red Hood series sequence in the comics. Mm-hmm. Was from the real world San Francisco. I was like, oh my god, Judd, the guy. Wait, Pedro's the best same friend. guy. It's yes, the guy that freaked out on Puck. On Puck. What? Yes, that was yes, that was my reaction. That was my reaction about yeah, an hour I, I ago. Give me, I can need a second. <laughs> well, are you serious? Swear to God, it's him. Yeah, Judd Winnick. And you looked at it, and you looked yeah. at his picture, and it's him. Oh, it's totally him. And and his. Page has you know that's his first kind of explosion into oh my uh, god pop uh, consciousness sidebar yeah uh, Chuck just asked Casey how was Peppermint the movie the Jennifer Garner oh how was Hang it I just yeah. Got, oh yeah do you like Jennifer Garner well uh, I like Jennifer Garner then I don't like her like, as much as you do then you like Peppermint. okay all right <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna write that to him real quick do you like <laughs> I love that it wasn't Casey have you seen Peppermint yeah, it's, it's just how hey Casey was, how was this movie yeah. so. Death in the Family. Yes. Let's, let's talk about that real quick. Okay. So actually, oh, so this is a good point. Right so here. he did not write that. He didn't write Death in the Family. No. He wrote Red Hood. He wrote, he wrote the stories that it, Under the Red Hood is based, from, based on. Did he write? So he's credited as creating Red Hood then. Uh, or at least Jason well, Todd Red Hood. Let me do some research. Yep. Do some research while I, okay. So Death in the Family, real quick. Uh, second Robin, Jason Todd. Didn't follow Batman's orders. People kept writing in saying he's horrible. He's horrible. And finally, DC did a thing. Whoa, that's not plugged. Ooh. That's not oh. screwed in. Sorry. Oh, I mean out of <laughs> phrasing. Uh, and DC did a call in asking if you wanted him to die in this explosion. Uh, the explosion was because Jason Todd thought he had found his actual mother. He was an orphan. Batman actually found him, as you we see in this movie, found. Uh, found Jason stealing the hubcaps off of the Batmobile, uh, which is huh. what exactly happens in this movie. Um, thinks he found his real mother. He's narrowed it down to three people. They go on this worldwide adventure. He finds the person he who is his mother, but unfortunately the Joker has gotten to her first. They get locked in a warehouse, just like you see in the movie. Yep. Uh, uh, the, the crowbar the sequence pretty... is pretty true to at least the the major beats right no oh okay it's more true to the idea okay like he is beaten with a crowbar in fact when red hood appears in the comics the first time he sees joker just like in this he beats the shit out of him with a crowbar right. throws down and says now you know how it feels yeah um so in this they 
he beats Robin within an inch of his life, sets a bomb. They're about to get out, and his mother goes to unlock the door and realizes it's locked from the inside, from the outside, so they can't get out. Kaboom! That's the cliffhanger. The next issue, you had the idea of Robin being saved or dying in the blast. He dies <laughs> in the blast. Now, to be fair, the, this is in the days before the internet, so 4chan is not a thing. But the people who would eventually go to 4chan... Are the people... Well, uh, well hang on. I voted to kill him. Okay. Because I did not like him. <laughs> um, so you find out that his mother survived only for a couple minutes later just to tell Batman that Jason saved her life by jumping in front of her to save her from the blast, but she yep. still dies. Okay. Uh, Jason is full-on dead when he comes home. Actually, the, the cover art for each of the Death in the Families are done by the wonderful Mike Magnolia. Mike Magnolia, yeah, creator of Hellboy. And I just want to show the one for... Are they here in the beginning? Where are they? There, oh, there it is. There's a piece of it. This was the cover... And we can share it in the episode. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. So Jason Todd's 100% dead. He's straight up dead. So we'll get to Well, I like how this was handled in this. So, yeah, so yeah. flash forward to yeah. New 52. Yep. Um, Superboy accidentally punches a hole in reality <laughs> that causes... <laughs> Stupid DC. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Uh, you, Do you really want to go down the rabbit listen, hole of dumb things Marvel's well, done? Well, listen. Hashtag Capwolf. Listen, that's, you're gonna defend a, that's a, that's a great on. story arc. You that's a, a great story arc. All right. <laughs> okay, so um, he punches a hole in, in reality. Somehow that makes it so that <laughs> Ra's al Ghul can put um, Jason Todd in the Lazarus Pits. Yep. Now, the only th- difference is in this movie, it's five years. In the comics, it's like almost 20 yeah, so red the Red Hood, uh, come November two thousand four is under the hood. Okay, so just under because uh, this was eighty eight. Got it. Okay, for the fiftieth anniversary of the Dark Knight. So yeah, so doing a little digging there, Death in the Family, written by Jim Starlin. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! And and drawn by Marv Wolfman. Amazing. The creator of Teen Titans and all kinds. He's, of great he's one DCs. of those iconic uh-huh. uh, DC. Oh, and Jim Aparo yep. drew some of this. Um. Under the Red Hood, Judd Winnick wrote it. Uh, wrote he, the comic? He, he wrote the comic, yeah. So he gets so does he get credit for creating Jason Todd? The Red Hood. He he well, he brings Jason Todd back to life and reimagines him as this anti-hero Red Hood. Yeah. And they kind of in the beginning of him coming back, they futzed with it like they made it that Jason Todd actually had red hair and Batman made him dye it black. And I was like, I'm I'm out on this. This yeah. is stupid. Don't. It was New 52 where they were. So everything else was starting at the beginning. Yep. But they made it that Batman was like a year or two in. But he also had all the Robins. He had Dick. He had Jason. Phrasing. He had. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> he had Tim and he had Damien. Yep. Four Robins in like three-ish years. You're bad at your sidekicking. Maybe he's just picking them up like on Halloween. Like th- <laughs> The text from superheroes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that last kid had some promise. We should get his number. Uh, yeah. So Judd Winnick 
mm-hmm. from the, the, the real, real world, world San Francisco. Judd Winnick goes to goes to become a. He also does some work with Green Lantern and Green Arrow for DC. Ooh. So he's got a legit career. So he writes under the red, or I'm sorry, under the hood under for the, the hood. Batman, mm-hmm. and then they bring him in and he writes the uh, he writes the script for this movie. Uh, it's directed by Brandon Vietti, who's got a lot of animation credits, mm-hmm. uh, especially directing a, a boatload of Bat- of the Batman and Batman the Brave and the Bold. Uh, Those Batman series, the Brave and the Bold has a soft it's an spot. Odd, yeah, it's great. It's, 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 it's you know it's reminiscent of like the Batman sixty six. Yeah, yeah. It's got but did you ever see the episode camp. where he meets Joe Chill? No, no. I've not. It's very Is serious. Is it dark? Oh, really? Yes. Oh, and you're like, he almost tries to kill Joe Chill. I'm like, wait, what? I feel like every episode of The Brave and the Bold I saw had this very campy feel oh, yeah. to it. And it oh. I mean, it was Diedrich Barber doing the voice. Yes, right. I'm Batman. Other production notes. This grosses $10 million in home video sales. I don't know if that's good. Uh, who knows? Sure. Sure. <laughs> Let's say yes. Uh, but it's it's uh, firmly entrenched in DC's animated universe, which has it's got a lot, they got a lot of bench strength. They got a lot there, <laughs> yeah, which is do. why it's not in the helmet because <laughs> right. there's a shit ton of them. Oh, there's so many. Yeah. This is and, and you know, this has always been the place where Marvel people can't argue. DC does better with home video. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. They're great. Although having you know, I just finished. I bought the uh, the Ultimates trade paperback. Mm-hmm. Uh, just finished it, and mm. I remember that we'd watched, boy, going Ultimate back to Avengers. our old house, the Ultimate mm-hmm. Avengers, I'm like, oh, it's right there. I believe when you and I were doing uh, Glenn yes, Gary, Glenn Ross, that's right. you're like, yeah, I put it on, I can close one eye. <laughs> that's Oh, yeah, absolutely. That was, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, but um, you're right. The Marvel may have some, the, the, the Doctor Strange one was interesting, but. Never saw it. Uh, yeah, it's not yeah. like the movie. It's not, yeah. So you're right. Uh, you know what? I stop, agree. Stop. DC <laughs> does better with those. Does yeah. better with their animes. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Uh, so I think that's it in well, terms of production. The only thing I have. Oh, shit. We went right out of order. Uh, what are we drinking? Well, we are got. <laughs> well, so here's the yeah. thing. This is. It's guys, this is how Patreons are going right. to be. So it's a little freeform. <laughs> okay. So, hey, Bob. What are we drinking? Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. So our beer today is actually from a brewery that we have uh, sampled before. So our beer is from Barrier Brewing Company, which you may remember from episode 20, The Incredibles, where we drank their suburb uh, rotating IPA. Um, uh, They're down by Oceanside, New York. You may remember they they had uh, opened a new brewery that was damaged in Hurricane Sandy, but they survived, came back. 2017, they upgraded their brew house to a uh, 20-barrel three-vessel system capable of brewing upwards of 15,000 barrels a year. Holy shit. Uh, yeah, pretty amazing. Uh, but in any event, today we are drinking their, so it's under the red hood. <laughs> Our beer today is Red Button, their Imperial Red Ale. Hey, hey. So in addition to the whole red, you know, you got the idea of the button man, mm-hmm. you know, who in the mob would be the guy you bring in to kill somebody, and there's a lot of kind of mafiosa. There's no button of, men in this movie. There's no button no. men, but the but, concept of like, you know, the underworld uh, and the no, mob the, I was being facetious. Oh, there's okay. 100% <laughs> yeah. a button man. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. So their Imperial Red Ale uh, is uh, nutty roast. It has a nutty roasted. Their Imperial Red Ale has a nutty roasted malt character, and it's dry hopped with Cascade and Centennial hops. Eight point eight percent ABV. It's an Imperial mm. Ale. Amen. Uh, so with that, we've opened these. Let's uh, sample. Let's do this. That is an Imperial Ale. 
It or is. Star, uh, yeah, pure yeah. ale. Imperial, yeah. Yeah, that is, that is tasty. It's good. You know, I feel like I I might like the Imperial more than like an Imperial IPA. Mm-hmm. The malt is a little... Cuts the alcohol a little bit. Uh, <laughs> does it? <laughs> uh, maybe not. Listen, after uh, finally legal... Oh, Carissa, thank you, but also, how <laughs> dare you? I was editing while drinking one, and I was like, oh, this is okay. Uh-huh. So I stopped into Branching Out Bottle Shop today hey. to pick up our beer, uh, and Carissa was in there, and I said, hey, uh, that was really good, but we both decided to have it later. She had heard that and laughed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so again, our friends over at Branching Out Bottle Shop in mm-hmm. Township 5 in Camillus, absolutely the place to go for all of your beer needs. Once again, they never let us down. I went in there looking for a beer to pair with tonight's movie, and we got a great beer. Excellent. So thank you, Joel and Carissa. All right, since we're just going all out of order, now I'll say... uh, Fuck it, yeah. Fuck it, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. But we aren't doing this live, Todd. But we're not. (laughs) This is... No, we can totally cut things or beep things. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) The only note that I found of interest in the notes uh, that I want to talk about beforehand, there's one little Easter egg for halfway through the movie. Oh. Much like... Mark Hamill's Joker. Yeah, we should talk about it. Do you know that someone else was originally supposed to voice the Joker in this? So, oh, Todd, do you not know who originally was supposed to voice, um, who actually had done a couple episodes oh, of I, nope. Batman the Anime Series and I, was fired? I am only familiar with Mark Hamill. So. Uh, it was, um, oh, shit, his name just left my head. Tim Curry. What? Yeah. Oh, you know what? I feel like maybe you've told me that once before. That is... And his Maybe record, what we did, he was uh, Master scary. of the Phantasm. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So, for this... So, let's talk about the voice talent. Well, wait a minute. Do you know who was originally supposed to be the Joker? Well, if it wasn't Mark Hamill, why would they be... It wasn't. Yeah. What? It, who? It, it was Powers Booth. That would have been... Well, I mean, no offense to Powers Booth. No, no offense to Powers Booth, and no offense to the voice talent in this. Although I, lo- I really like Neil Patrick Harris as Dick Grayson. I got, I got some things to say. Okay, all right. Uh, but the uh, what is it? Bruce Greenwood, mm-hmm. uh, President Command- uh, Admiral Pike from the reboot of Star Trek. Goddamn right, he's wonderful in that. He's great in everything. Uh, the guy, uh, I didn't grab his name, but oh, he, who a, is an the Joker? Voice actor. You don't know Bender. who that is? It's Bender. Bender. Yeah. <laughs> Bender. The problem is, I'm watching this going a little Benderish. Well, no, no. The problem is, it's I'm watching this going. Why is it not Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill? I got to be honest with you, I can't. I can't see an animated Batman and not hear Kevin Conroy's voice, and I can't see an animated Joker and not expect Mark Hamill. You say that now, but when we get to the Killing Joke, we'll revisit this conversation. Wait, didn't both both of them mm-hmm. did it, right? Oh, do you not like them in that? I like Hamill because he, he makes it a different Joker. There's some line readings, and I can't remember if Andrea Romano. Um, who was the voice oh, supervisor? We talked about this. Voice director. Because she couldn't get the director credit. Right. She's not a member of the Directors Guild of America. Uh, no, just because she's a different... She's not... She's just controlling... The voices, oh, no, no. she's not doing... Oh, no, no. She was truly directing. She was directing the actors, but she wasn't doing the scene direction and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like you told me this story. Mm-mm. So who has told me the story? I don't it's... know, but they're dirty, filthy liars. Oh, it's like at the last... Unless it's Aubrey, no. then she's... That's right. right. She's a... oh, no, God, no. She's not here, is she? she? That was apparently a little bit... So uh, I must have seen something. Somebody was talking about Mask of the Phantasm. Mm-hmm. must have read it online. So Andrea Romano... Mm-hmm. Uh, who just retired, it, right? Sadly. And and 
for all definition, was a voice director. And she was a voice director for this, for the Tiny Toon Adventures, right? and uh, Batman the Animated Series. D- name something from the 90s she prob- and that was good. It was her. It would not be incorrect to say she was a marquee name in terms of direction for animated material. I, it's one of the names I remember seeing at the end of Batman the Animated Series. I'm like, who's this Andre Romano? So apparently when they prepared the animated series for release as a motion picture, Right, is a theatrical release. Oh, Mass of the Phantasm. Or Mass of the Phantasm. Uh-huh. Uh, because she is not a member of the... DGA. The DGA. Mm-hmm. They could not give her a director credit. Oh, so they, they to came both? to They were going to credit her as voice director. They said, no, 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 you can't, you can't use the term director. So they came oh, to her... theatrical. They came to her at the last minute, and, she, and they basically said, you can pick your title, but it can't be director. Yeah, so I'm, I'm she's just looking up what the actual title she used was. Voice supervisor. What? That's and and I, you know, I, I, I read quotes from the various actors saying, well, that, that was bullshit because she shaped that, uh, that material. She did. I mean, not to poo-poo whoever's doing it now, but I just watched the death and the reign of Superman things. Yeah. No. You well, just can tell it's just it's not there anymore. I mean, remember this is the same this is the same organization. The DGA is the same organization that that fined George Lucas, <laughs> right? Right for for not putting. Um, f- let's see, is it Star Wars or is it Empire? One of them he got fined for one Star of Wars, he- and then he left the DGA at that point. <laughs> uh, I mean, which is why all the Star Wars movies have the crawl because he because he said fuck you, right? So yeah, exactly. You know, so, when, back when George Lucas did good things. <laughs> uh, I just re- I just saw on Reddit yesterday. Oh god, a, t- are, are a t- nerd still being like George Lucas should direct episode uh, nine. This has nothing to do with Star Wars. Oh, so oh. Steven Spielberg uh, never wanted to direct Raiders of the Lost Ark. No, he did not. He had no interest in it. George Lucas said, "Listen, don't worry. I've already got the story written for for two and three. And so Spielberg grudgingly agrees to direct it. It comes time to do the sequel, and George Lucas is like, yeah, I actually don't have anything. <laughs> you told, son of a you know, bitch. He, he is the guy in your group project mm-hmm. that's like, no, 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 I got the whole, I got all the visuals. And the night before, he's like, my uncle's in the hospital, and I have to go to Canada. <laughs> right? Like I have he, to go to Canada. Right? He, that's the guy in the group project. 100%. Fuck. So once again, fuck George Lucas. While we're on... Um, <laughs> No, no, this no. Is, so this, he's not coming on the podcast. No, no this either. isn't fuck George Lucas. Um, the podcast we got this. Yes, just did best John Williams score. Mm. Boy, how do you pick that one? Oh, you need to listen. I'm not even going to tell you. You need okay. to listen to oh, the episode. Th- yeah, but they go into the history. John Williams went to Steven Spielberg yeah. and said, "Hey, I have the Indiana Jones theme for you, but I have two choices. Figure out which one you like." Oh, it was. How can you go wrong with that? But then it was also. Superman? No, it's the... And George it's, and uh, Steven Spielberg said, I like them both. Use them both. And John Williams went, okay. No kidding. So the beginning... Bum, ba-dum, oh, sure, 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 sure. Bum, ba-dum, and then it goes into... See, you're doing that, and I'm hearing, hearing Superman, Superman. Because... Because all John Williams, this is all not a John, dig. No, no, all John Williams work in fifths and thirds. That's oh. how you learn your fifths and your thirds. Um, 
A great one. My personal favorite of Star Wars is the twin the the when Luke is looking at the binary suns yeah. setting. Yeah. That's my favorite music. Bum, 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 bum. Oh. Are those are those thirds and fifths? Uh those are thirds. Those are thirds. But in the throne room scene at the end when they're getting the medals, it's the same theme, but as a march. You know, because John Williams is a goddamn national treasure. You know, we missed our chance with Iron Man. Although we had we had Phil, so we had a full plate. But uh, you know, I still want to figure out how to bring our dear friend, um, our dear friend Doug Moncrief. Yes. Into this, right? Like, mm-hmm. and he and I had a great conversation. First of all, he needs to fix our sound because it's a little <laughs> bit fucked. But, but we're doing what we can, folks. That's right. But I mean, Doug is an incredibly talented musician, producer, yeah. vocalist, instrumentalist. Right? He's done all of it. Uh-huh. And he and I were talking at we were at dinner out at their house, and we started talking about like film scoring and that. And, and I was like, oh my God, like I, I and then I, <laughs> have you ever had that point where you're talking to somebody like, oh wait, shit, I wish I had you on mic. Hang on, let me, where, where's Welcome the to let the me, world of podcasting. That's right, right? Yeah, I was like, like wait, oh what God. is this weird conversation? I was like, this is totally a conversation for our podcast. So I, I was thinking when we did the Iron Man episode and we were mm-hmm. talking about, uh, and I should really learn his name. It's not Jiman Hansu, who is an actor, but it's the. Oh, uh, um, um. Yes, him. Uh, Ramin. Ramin. And I all I have is... Ram- Ramin Jawadi. Jawadi. Yes. I was thinking Ramin Cameron Lou, who is a Broadway actor. Got it. Uh, yeah, when we did that one, that was a perfect opportunity for Doug. So we got to bring Doug in. Well, we've got... Uh, do we have any we've more done Michael Su- Chikino? The problem is we, the problem we've, done, we've done Superman. We could we've done do- The Incredibles. Done The Incredibles. We could do... What about... Um, what about a hey? Since what's we're in Patreon, uh, nah, it's, the Avengers. You don't really... like what's his name? Uh, who's the guy that does all the Marvel scoring? Uh, it's not the same person because Chikino oh. did Homecoming. Mm. Mm. Michael Chikino is the new John Williams. I'm saying it now. Oh, oh shit. Okay, because John Williams is getting ready to retire. Sure, sure, sure. He said after Episode Nine, he's done with Star Wars. <gasps> I don't blame him. I don't blame him either. Nine right. movies. That's a lot. It's good. <laughs> did he right. do? Did he do? Did he do Rogue One? No. Did he do Solo? You know who did him? Who? Michael Giacchino. Oh. <laughs> He's the new John Williams. All right. Fair, fair, fair point. And he had like two months to do Rogue One. Oh, my God. So that should tell you. Someone else did the whole score. Mean, they hated it, threw it out, and Giacchino came in. You mean the best modern Star Wars movie, Rogue One? That one? I feel like right now we should have a game <laughs> show buzzer go. Boy, if only you were editing this episode. Yeah. Son of a bitch. I will say right now, it is not. You're, Next, you're going to tell me Solo was good. I still haven't seen it. Good. I know Don't ever I see really it. I need to. Nope. No, my friend Jackie over at Buffalo Wild Wings, she, mm. she's a hardcore Star Wars fan. Every time I come in. Now oh. it's at the point where like, I walk in, I'm like, is Jackie working? Because I still haven't seen Solo, and I'm afraid she's going to give me shit. All right. I think I need to give it another shake. That's what she said. Because right. everyone keeps telling me that. Yeah. All right. Uh, hey, how hey, about Remember when we were talking about, about Batman? Batman, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. We talked about a beer. Uh, we talked about some production. So it's not. So we we started this long journey on ta- on voice talent. Oh yeah. It's not Kevin Conroy. It's not Mark Hamill. It's Bruce Greenwood and um, Joe DiMaggio, who are fine voice actors. Oh, John DiMaggio. John DiMaggio. <laughs> Joe DiMaggio is a baseball player. He's a baseball player. player. 
they're fine voice actors. They got nice voices. Every uh, time I John hear Bender. John is, yeah. I mean, world class. Um, if you want a good treat, you don't have to search too hard. Just type in Emerald City Star Wars. There's an Emerald City Comic Con. Okay. Uh, wherever the hell that is. Where they did, <laughs> kind of tangentially... Uh, putting together what we were just talking about, which should be the sub name for this podcast, because <laughs> we go on tangents and then we bring them together. Right. Uh, Mark Hamill. Nope. Very wrong. Not Mark Hamill. John DiMaggio, Tara Strong, uh, Phil Lamar, uh, some other really great voice actors. Um, uh, maybe Jim Cummings is in there. No, Jim Cummings is not in there. Whoever it is, they are all reading like a teleplay. Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope, and the person reading all the stage directions, Kevin Conroy. Twenty twelve, Emerald City Comic. So, Emerald City Comic Con voice actors read Star Wars script on YouTube. It's wonderful. Yeah, I'll be. Uh, hang on, one second. Let me just, mark that to save saving it for later. Yes. One At one point. point um... Oh. So, oh, hello. Um, oh, it, oh, it's a series of. Okay. Oh, yeah, they've done them all, but it, that's it. the best one. Okay. Uh, hang on. Let me. No, no, I mean, it's. They broke up the. Oh, Billy West is in it. Oh, shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah Billy West. Tara so, Strong? Yeah, oh, Tara shit. Strong. So you get, like, you get at one point, you get uh, Fry as Darth Vader. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's okay. So fun. All right. I Zoid- got that saved. I'll be watching that later. It's Thank so you. good. It's so good. I think they make Zoidberg Chupac at one point. Oh. Like, hey, where do we go with this? That's horrible. Uh, you know, and again, if I'd never heard Kevin Conroy or Mark Hamill, I would have been fine with I would feel actors. very sad for you. Well, I, yes, but if I didn't know what I was missing. <laughs> but again, I don't know how you do this and you don't get them. I think at this point, what they were trying to do was, it's a very different animation style than Batman it is, and the Animated You know, it series. is. It is a, yes. And I think they were trying to deviate from having Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill do all of them and... Well, it, I think it backfired because so, a lot of people say I've read a couple of reviews and people are like, "It's great, but it should have been Conroy and Hamill." You, you know what the animation style reminded me of? If you look at modern comics, mm-hmm. right, and they are, I believe, largely um, drawn using computer animation. Not sure. that not that an artist is not drawing it; an artist is it's absolutely done drawing like it, a tablet. But they're done on yes, they're done mm-hmm. digitally, right? That gives them options with coloring and all kinds of things. I feel like it's the difference between a mo- like a like a modern era computer a digitally drawn comic uh-huh. versus an old school you know paper the cell ink. paper yeah yeah right yeah. it's a hundred percent there was parts of it I liked I mean like visually it's bright the color so it's not that uh, it's not they're not painting on a black background black cell like yeah right like like uh, mask of the phantasm mm-hmm. so in terms of like the you can see everything, and it's sure. it's great animation. It's it's well done, one hundred percent. There are a couple of parts where uh, it looked like the B team did the animation. <laughs> yeah, if they, you know, if they were they were, so I didn't notice them. I, now again, my first my first viewing, clearly not yours. Uh, this is only like my second, maybe third. I might, oh, really? Yeah, I, I, we'll get to we'll okay. get to it, but right. not, this isn't my fave. All right. Well, so let's just say not. Not the team that did, not the look, the feel, the team. It's not the Art Deco feel of that the animated had series. Batman the Animated Series. All right. Yeah. So with that, I think. Uh, wait. Oh. oh. Not tomato score. Oh, that's right. Which is a, you don't even need to look it up. Yeah. It's So the tomato meter is 100%. Yes. Now now that 
Shannon mm. has started to educate us, and she put a great post up on our Facebook she did. Page. If you so, please go to our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash tsbhc. Yep, uh, and scroll down and find her post. No, we should pin that to the top for a while. The problem is, we can only pin one at a time. No, we can pin that. We don't, okay. Let's pin that for, for, yeah, okay. What's pinned right now? Uh, the episode that came out today, <laughs> the Incredibles. All right. Oh. Yeah, so so we'll pin it after to, this weekend. That's right. Yeah, so <laughs> by the time this go, comes out, it'll it'll, be, it'll pinned. be pinned. But then we'll pin this one. Yeah. Okay. So in any event, so Shannon wrote Damn a great it, piece <laughs> about tomato meter, right? So then I got looking. So it's a hundred percent based on seven reviews. Seven oh. reviews. Seven for seven were positive reviews. Now that doesn't mean, as Shannon made very clear, doesn't mean that the review itself was one hundred percent perfect. It no, could but be it was like positive. Fifty-one percent good. Okay, it's it's overall it, it a good movie, in, yeah. right? That's a positive review. The <sighs> tomato, the audience score ninety-two percent, which is still very very good. Ninety-two percent of the audience liked the movie. Not that they're saying it's ninety-two percent good, yeah, but we're using it. As we're a, using yeah. it as a, yeah. So, and if anyone has a problem with that, thirty-one episodes in, what are you going to do? Listen, we're, we've maybe commit, next we're season committed. we find well, maybe next season we find a different, more like. Yeah. Listen, hey, if you got an idea, throw it at us. We'll, yeah, if we'll, you've got another, because uh, Patrick in his review, he, I took it out of the episode. Yep, and we'll put it at the end because he does his. Yes, he does. Um, he named another one light, light score. He said Rotten Tomatoes and light score. I think. Oh, we'll have to we'll have to check with him. Make Patrick, sure we know what that is. Since you're listening to this right now, send us a line on what that is. Well, we need that ahead of when he's no, listening to it because it'll be next season. We're not gonna, we're not gonna. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're not changing. You're right, we're, we're not, not gonna change midstream. midstream. I'm sorry. You're right. And <laughs> you're we're not right. gonna cross the streams. No, no, no. You don't cross the streams. Okay, that's bad. That's bad. How right. bad? Okay. All right. Okay. No, no. We're not gonna listen. Ray, let's get back on task. Ray, back on if task. someone says to you, "Are, are you, you a god?" You say, say yes. yes. All right. Okay. I think right now what you're gonna hear is. And now we're pleased to bring you our feature presentation. So this movie opens with what? Uh, so I don't remember if it's in the comics, but on Arrow, Rachel Ghoul's headquarters on Arrow is called Nanda Parabot. So let's just call it that for this. I, I did a quick search. I couldn't find a name for it from the comics. Just makes it easier for when we're talking about it. We only go here twice during the movie, but it just makes it easier. So this movie opens with us at Nanda Parabat, uh, and we go inside. We see a cloaked figure. He drops his wine. He's very distraught about something. Um, Wonderful line. Uh, oh, yeah. What was the line he said? I should never have allied myself with a madman. Coming from Rachel Ghoul. Right. Oh, boy. Yeah. that's <laughs> If Rachel Ghoul is calling you a madman. So, again, my first viewing of this, I was drawn in right from the beginning. Do you know who the voice of Rachel Ghoul is? Yes, Jason Isaacs. Yes. Who doesn't love him? Uh, I mean, Harry Potter doesn't. Probably not. <laughs> Mel Gibson, Heath Ledger. I mean, there's a list, but. The uh, entire crew of Discovery. Spoiler alert for Star Trek Discovery. Oh, I don't think I. Oh, no, I'm not watching that. So. It's okay. You're not missing one. Yeah. Uh, uh, so, what a great opening. Though. And then it cuts right to different from the comic, a snow covered area. In the comics, it's the desert. Oh, interesting. Oh, Batman. So why? Like what? So that that's where I go. Why? Like, I think why because this different? is set in the. In, I'm sorry. I think because under the Red Hood is set in the outskirts of Gotham during the winter. 
Okay. Makes it easier to digest, uh, and no, all of a sudden you're like, no, because Raish's uh, aid says let's call him a boo boo. They're in Sarajevo. No, they do, don't they? They do, they say that. So what? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, all right. Let's talk to real worlds, Judd. <laughs> That's right. So Batman's racing to save him, uh, and he does not make it. But it is now, interestingly, so I'm sitting here watching this going, okay, it's direct-to-video, so it doesn't have a rating because it doesn't go through the MPAA. But but this does have a rating. There's uh, PG-13. Does it have a rating? I totally... Time so I'm curious. But wait. So so here my here's my question, though. Why does it have a rating? Without a theatrical release... The MPAA, I don't, I don't think rates. They might voluntarily. Uh, you can still get a rating if it's direct to video. You can. Mm-hmm. And it did PG thirteen. Okay. Look. Yes, it is. So I'm I am curious about that. Um, so the is this the point where we talk about that the MPAA is the, is the real world serpent society. <laughs> they totally are you can't find any real reason like I, the things that i said about movies like you can only get two fucks in a movie before you get an <laughs> r rating stuff like that that's just kind of piecemealing from watching so many movies and going okay i guess this is the rule you cannot find the actual rules for the mpaa oh no and many directors kevin smith among them have famously complained about like is it one fuck is it the inflection on the mm-hmm. word fuck right does it make a difference if the if the blood is on the face versus the clothes? And that was one of the things in the in the originally like there was supposed to be more blood on Robin in this opening scene, and they animated it out to get an MP at PG thirteen. So they animated it out on his face. It's clearly all over the floor. Sure, which which makes is an it interesting background choice, yeah. is harder to erase. Um, but because Watchmen and Another R-rated, uh, the Wonder Woman animated movie that was R also had come out and not done great. They chickened out and made the. I think this might have been of the three. Well, no, Watchmen's fine as R, but Wonder Woman never needed to be R. But this yeah. this could have been R and been fine. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, I you know if you weren't if you weren't aware of the fact that this is not a. It's not an afternoon cartoon, <laughs> right? You're, be very you're made surprised very aware the first of five that. minutes. Yeah, in the first five minutes, absolutely. Joker is brutal. But that said, I, you know, I, I got to thinking. There's an element. There's a little bit where it's a little bit refreshing to see the Joker as horrific as he should be. Mm-hmm. Right? He is as horrific. Now it's implied more. So there's, you see him in shadow, clearly hitting Robin. But yeah. But he is approaching the level of horror that I would say that Heath Ledger's Joker gets, right? Sure. Like, Have you so ever read this, A Death in the Family? Uh, no, and I feel... Okay, so don't bring this home. I'm going to borrow it, and then I'll... Let me just show you, because it's not a spoiler, because yeah. you know he, he dies. Let me just show you the panels of him beating... Well, I can I borrow this, and then I'll get oh, back yeah, to absolutely. you? Oh, yeah, absolutely, but let me just... For, our, for, the, for the purposes the, of the yeah, podcast. Yeah, let's get my reaction. Oh, Oh, those are, wow! Like, like it's it's narrow and it's narrow vertical panels, so you can see like Joker is doing like full and swings. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh shit. That's so again. It's violent. This is well I mean, after the in '88, this is violent as the fuck. Comic 
uh, Comics Authority Code. It's well after that. Comics Code Authority? Yeah, whatever it is. CCA, CAC. No way. With that blood, no way. What? Because they did it as a... It wasn't a... uh, No, it was. I don't know how they got away with that. It, uh, so again, uh, they approach that like arcane <sighs> ratings. Holy shit, we're going wow. deep here. Okay, so in any event, there's in the in the car in this car in this animated feature. Todd, have fun editing this yeah. episode. <laughs> so the blood, the blood and splatter is there. It is, but it's not on Robin. It's on the floor, and I and I a little bit on his mouth. Yeah, his yeah. mask is broken. Yeah, nothing right. major. But if you look at kind of the totality of that scene, it's brutal. Yeah. And 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 I got to thinking, you know, and you know, is this better that this is not the Hamill Joker? I haven't seen Killing Joke yet, so I need to see that. That sadly is in Thor's helmet. I right because it got a theatrical. It did, um, but this is a different kind of like the animated series could never do that. The animated series. There's, we, well, we talked about it. Uh, the thing about the picture that shows the seven things they couldn't know in the show. Sure, sure, sure. Um, all right. So, in any event. Uh, so, building blow, Batman does like a vertical leap off of his Batmobi- bat, bat cycle. cycle. Yep. Barrel rolls, starts running towards the building. Right when he starts running, kaboom. kaboom. He goes in. We get the iconic shot that's on the back of Death and the Family. Of Batman sullenly carrying Robin out and credits. Yeah, it's a great opening. Which that opening shot in the credits of the real bird, like cartoon yeah. eyes, I guess that was unsettling. Uh, again, I mean, again, if you didn't figure it out during the opening, it's a. This is not. You're not going to see this on the four o'clock time slot on. You know, no Disney. In fact, Disney the only thing I think this this was on HBO for a little while. Was it really? Uh huh. Well, oh, Warner Brothers. Oh, so. sure, sure, sure. Um, so, what I really liked in the credits, and it shows up later in the movie, the Gotham City Police Department blimps from Batman that, the Animated Series. Fucking, the most impractical way to. It's literally flying. It's a flying about ten stories above the the street. It's incredibly <laughs> reckless. It I was angry. So cool, but. Well, when he bounced off it, that was cool. But I'm like, one gust of wind and that massive blimp is going into the side of a building. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous it looks cool absolutely ridiculous it looks cool uh, i was not happy with that so after the opening credits and the gotham city police department blimps right. we meet with uh, a staple sadly that's becoming on this podcast the group of mob leaders that are all racial epithets of uh, they're oh not boy. they're not as bad as they're not as bad as dark man uh, or as uh, the crow but or they're the crow. still pretty well, fucking bad. They're all dr- and interestingly, they're all very specifically drug dealers. Mm-hmm. So it's not even like crime bosses. Like mm-hmm. here's the extortion rackets and this, you know, the stealing from the dock. It's like, all just no, drugs. It's all drugs, which I thought was an interesting or an interesting or odd choice. I don't know. Uh, I yeah, I'm wondering if that's a holdover from Under the Hood. It, it, it uh, seemed really specific, so mm-hmm. I, I would assume it would be. So speaking of Under the Hood, we are introduced to. Red Hood, right there, who comes in, gives not not even a deal to the drug dealers. He's just oh, like, no, here's how it's ulti- going to be. Oh no, that's an ultimatum. It kind of feels like the Joker in The Dark Knight. You want to die? There's easier ways to kill yourself. Yeah, like yelling at the guy who's holding the AK-47. 
Listen to me, you drug-peddling scumbags. I will be running the drug trade from now on. You eight are the most prosperous street dealers in Gotham. I'm offering you morons a deal. You go about your business as usual, but kick up 40% to me. That's a much sweeter deal than the scraps Black Mask is leaving you. In return, you will have total protection from both Black Mask and Batman. But you stay away from kids in schoolyards. No dealing to children, got it? If you do, you're dead. When he goes to meet the mob bosses there, he's like, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, for a second, now there's not enough. The feel of the scene is very similar. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not like it's not the same sequence. It's not the same actions or anything. But, but I just mean the coming. Yeah, in, no, no, no. Tell no, no. Him I, how I, it I wonder is. like to what extent the the feel of that might be inspired. Well, this was the, Dark well, Knight. Dark Knight was two years before this, two thousand eight. Oh, well, uh, no, no. But the comic though was two thousand four. So I wonder. So uh, yeah, snakehead like, eating his own yeah, tail yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, who knows. Right. And they ask, why would we do this? He throws a duffel bag on the thing, and it is filled with heads. Now, now they don't show the heads, but we see the reactions of the bosses. And I don't know if they ever show the heads in the R-rated, but I feel like that thing had some blood on oh, it. Oh, there's in an the R-rated? R- no, I'm saying, remember, they were going to ha- go for the R-rating and oh, then went right, to PG-13. Right, sure, sure, sure. I feel like that's another part where they might have milded it up. Uh, and that may be the reason why this is so short. There may they be, cut stuff? There yeah. might be stuff that was cut. Maybe. The uh, Red Hood also has some very specific rules. Mm-hmm. Don't get no kids. dealing to kids. You know, stay away from the schools and the playgrounds. Yep, the playgrounds are again very much linked to the drug, to the drug dealing. Right, like it's not about like no, no. You don't take gambling. You don't make book. You don't make gambling bets mm-hmm. near a school. No, it's very specific to the drug trade, which feels weird. That, so the next thing we have is. The docks, the, the classic doc. Batman we docks. We gotta be the docks. The stacked containers. Oh. I see that. I'm like, where? Where's the motherfucking goddamn Batman? Right? And like, he shows up. And there he is. The <laughs> van's driving, and you see the shadow. There's some really nice visual Sha- stuff, yeah. which I feels silly saying for animated, but I. No. There's some beautiful pictures there. Absolutely. So there, you see the shadow, like the bat wing shadow. Not, not, not it's the, the cape. Vest, it's the cape. Yeah, yeah. Batman's wings. You know his cape. Quote unquote wings. Out. Yeah. Uh, you know, shadow across these containers as the van is speeding along below. And the guy's like, oh, I think I lost him. I'm like, you're going in a straight line. How are you going to lose him? And then, of course, right down the middle of the hood. Punches the window out. Says something really cheesy. I don't remember what it was. I didn't grab it. But it's. But I was but like, I'm like, oh, it's Batman at the docks. But also, I was like, that's our introduction to Batman in this? That shit line? I think you lost him. I think we're good. No. You're anything but good. It was like, no, you're wrong. You didn't lose me. And now I'm going to take you into jail because you are bad guys. Hold on. And I am the Batman. That voice is dangerously close to Kevin Conroy, and this is not no. Kevin Conroy. No. <laughs> See, that's what I wanted. All right, okay. Yeah. I, Bruce Greenwood roughens up his voice he, a little. But I like Bruce Greenwood as an actor. I just like Kevin Conroy more. How, what, do you remember my tweet? Yes, yes, yes. Can right. happen. All right, so... Make uh, dreams come true. Make dreams come true. All right, now. So uh, what's in the box? What's, what's in, in the box? box? What's in the, the fucking box? box? You know who's in the box? Fucking Amazo is in the uh, box. Now, is he? Yeah, canon? Yes. What? Oh, 100% canon. Really? Same powers. Uh, in fact, they just used him on the Elseworld crossover, and for some reason, they gave him an anagram for Amazo. I'm like, no, he's just fucking Amazo. And I was like, they said it, and then they go, 
and it's pretty much like the shield thing. Like someone was like, sounds like someone wanted to spell Amazo. Right. I'm like automated mechanical android zoological, zoological organism. Zoolist organism. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That All is right. not canon. That's just for Ugh, that's, that's just for Elseworld, as far as I know. That's dumb. All right. Now, so he's an android, and that, this is full on cartoon Amazo. Did you ever watch Justice League? No. The way uh, I saw Amazo. individual episodes. Not. The Did you ever see an Amazo episode? No. All silver, black mask type oh, thing here. Cool. Red eyes. Okay. Fucking terrifying. This I'm just like mm, silly. <laughs> this one did look a little cheesy. Yeah. A little out of place for this otherwise somber toned. There's another part where I was like, "Oh, what's happening now?" And I think you know what it is. You're just not remembering it. Uh, I yep, might know what it is. is. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right. I saw it on your face. Yeah. All right. So Amazo is an android that can take the power of the supers. Mm-hmm. Right. And Black Mask doesn't take the powers. He can mimic or mimic. Yep. Black Mask was importing him mm-hmm. to use as a weapon. So these but these guys the... on the docks were working for Black Mask, mm-hmm. and yet they were stopped by somebody. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're stopped by Batman, and then this Amazo pops out of the crate. Mm-hmm. It's and a, then Nightwing shows up. Nightwing shows up. Neil, voiced Patrick, by Neil Harris. Patrick Harris doing his best hero voice. I, um, excuse me. I'm here to he he's in another one. He's in um, Justice League as Nightwing. No, no, as uh, Flash. In his oh, I could see him very as very good. I gotta be honest with you. I liked him as Nightwing. Yeah, it's just I don't know. I feel like maybe because he was still in How I Met Your Motherland at this point. Sure, it's sure. a little Barney at times. Uh, which, not having watched that show, I didn't come in with that. So it's wonderful. I've heard right now. So this is first fight: Batman and Nightwing versus Amazo. It's For a, a while, they're kicking his ass. They're he's kicking their ass. But it's a satisfying fight, and I what I like is that they're telling a story even within the fight. Mm-hmm. You see the relationship between Batman. And Nightwing, who was once his protege, right. right? The original Robin. So maybe this is just me being nitpicky with the comics, but when Robin, when Dick um, stopped being Robin, mm-hmm. he just stopped being Robin. And then when Jason Todd came along, Batman tried to play it off that it was the same Robin. Okay. But these fucking like low level criminals. Who's that other one? The pretty boy in the leotard. That's Nightwing. He was the bat's first sidekick. The first Robin. But they, they like expo who he is. I'm like, what? what? But is, is that for the purposes of the animation? For this movie, you may not know that. So they, Then they have, have to Batman be like, it's not, you know, or have Nightwing be like, it's not like it used to be when I was Robin with you. You know? Uh, Something easier than listen, that. Listen, it's a bit of exposition here or there. I, I hear you. I hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I did like during the fight when Amazo uses laser eyes. Lasers. He's got lasers. Yeah. <laughs> lasers. He's got lasers. But again, like, you know, I think in terms of you can tell a story there. And, and we learn a whole lot about Batman and Nightwing mm-hmm. in that fight as they're fighting alongside each other. And uh, kudos. I, I wrote this is a great Dick Grayson because what Dick Grayson does He's constantly talking. He's quipping. He's qui- oh, he's, like he's Peter Parker. Yeah, right, right. He's a Peter Parker. He's always talking while he's fighting. Sure. Peter just does it because he's excited and he's a kid. Dick's doing it to throw you off because you, you're constantly talking. You're focusing on that. I mean, Dick can also kick the shit out of you without doing that. Sure, it's sure. just a little extra thing that he does. Yeah. Well, 
and it I, works. I I love that scene, and and I was actually disappointed when when Nightwing leaves. I was uh-huh. like, oh, I wanted more. Like, <laughs> come back, Neil. Come back. Yeah, I was I was like loving it. Did so, you think like the the thugs gave up a little too easily? Like they got some fucking android oil on them. Like, oh, I'll talk. I'll talk. Just stop. Just stop. I was just kind of like, wait, no, let that happen a couple times. Something. You know, I, listen. This is a this is a short movie. It's seventy five. Do you minutes. think that's why? It, it's yeah, like that just they're not establishing. For time. Yeah, okay. absolutely. Because because the 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 thugs don't matter. In fact, in a second, they're killed by a sniper. And as Batman and Nightwing take cover, they spy this sniper on a distant rooftop, and it's and it's Red Hood, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the Batwing pulls up. Batman goes up. Nightwing's like, yeah, okay, all right, I'll, just, I'll, I'll just, be here. I'll right, just take care of find this. my own way. Yeah. I'll just stay here with the bad guys. Something like yeah, that. something like that. So Batman chases Red Hood. Batman drops into this chemical factory. You've got the open vats of chemicals with mm-hmm. the catwalks above them, mm-hmm. which I feel like is so iconic to Batman and Joker. Sure. Now, Red Hood appears on a, a an upper catwalk, mm-hmm. and he kind of taunts Batman a little bit. It's like, this is the, site of the, this is the scene of your first failure. First big failure. First big failure, right? Uh, Red Hood... Shoots at his car, causes an explosion. The whole building's going up. Mm-hmm. Batman gets out. Okay. Oh, is this where he has? Yes. So the car that he's driving, it's like an old it's, sedan. It's what they drive on uh, Supernatural. Oh. And Jensen Eccles, who is the voice of Red Hood, is the star of Supernatural. It's a little Easter egg to that. Oh, that's cool. The show's that's been cool. on like forty-five years. Yeah, <laughs> got it. Um, yeah. So now we see that. Um, so Batman's doing a little research on the Bat computer. He sees um, uh, Dick makes a reference to the fact well, that it's a, that, so. Oh. Again, if you were, I mean, there's no there's there's no subtlety no. in this filmmaking, right? But nope. but the 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 scene in the Batcave opens up the the scene in the Batcave mm-hmm. opens up with a shot showing, like we saw in BVS, the Robin costume. In this glass display, and that's like a comics. That's, yeah, it's yeah, been that's forever. Been right? there, it's been there since uh, I think it's at the end of Death in the Family. You see it. Okay, so clearly establishing. Hey, remember Robin who died? Mm-hmm. Here, let's remind you right there. And then we 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 pan into the Batcave. Nightwing has come to Gotham because his intel uh, has brought him there in in the pursuit of the Red Hood. Right. Um, Batman's doing his detective shit, and he takes off in the Batmobile. Right. Well, before that, sorry. Sorry, yeah. So Batman's on the Bat computer. Dick makes a reference to the fact that Red Hood, isn't that? And you see a multitude of pictures of Red Hoods, and the one with that's like almost like it's, it's like a dildo head. I, I was thinking original Cobra Commander, like but like it's, if you but took it's a of cloth, yeah. Oh. No, not that one. The one that's like the thing and it's got the cape and he's in a tuxedo. Yes. That's Killing Joke Joker. Okay. Right out of Killing Joke. No shit. Where did the Killing Joke comic go? That's the Red Hood in that. Which, who was originally Joker. So was this... Unnamed. No, it's a, it's a Killing Joke comic. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, holy shit. It's almost this like Magneto helmet. Magneto helmet that doesn't have a front to right, it. Right, and it gives him double vision when you read that, and he falls into a vat of chemicals there. And in the Killing Joke, he he's never named. He's never name checked. In fact, kind of makes it weird because in the Killing Joke that happens, and then you know what? 
We'll save it for Killing Joke. We'll save it for Killing Joke. Okay. All right, so little Killing Joke event, reference. In this movie. And Dick's kind of like pondering whether or not they should go out on patrol. Batman's already in the car driving away. Or re- get ready to drive away. And the great... Could you just once say, let's get in the car? Is that so hard? Again, the relationship, I, that relationship was awesome. Uh, so now we go to one of Goth, one of Batman's most iconic. I would argue, no, it after is. the Batcave, the number two iconic Batman setting, Arkham Asylum. Uh, uh, Arkham Asylum. And, you know, and then we meet the Joker. And this is the point where we should give kudos to Bill Finger, creator of the Joker. Right. Creator of a lot of a fucking lot of, Batman uh, stuff, yeah, yeah. but definitely the Joker. And I really like they're talking to him and they're showing him pictures of Red Hood. And I like when I wore that number, it was classy, more flashy Mater D than motorcycle fetish. Oh, these kids today. <laughs> it was just a great line. But again, it, I'm not gonna lie. I heard that and I was like, oh, but I'd rather hear Mark Hamill say it. Mm-hmm. And again, it, it was fine, but it wasn't Mark Hamill. Batman tries to threaten him. And Joker makes a thing about uh, what are you going to do? Beat me to when so I'm in a body cast, and I think that's for six months again. Yeah, yeah. I think that's cacophony, which is Kevin Smith's. Oh, um, in that Joker kind of aligns himself with a new character called Onomatopoeia. That is exactly what you think it is. Anytime he does anything, he makes the sound himself. Now that's, it's that's the dumbest. No, no, fucking... it's dumb, but it's also terrifying because he kills someone, and you you see on the page squish from the knife going in, and he goes squish. It's fucking terrifying. I hear you. You gotta yet, read it. And yet I, yet I'm, I'm not saying okay. All right. So so they we'll table that. Yeah. No, they lure him up onto a roof. Okay. Batman and like Joker's like kill him, kill him now, and Anamanpia takes his big ass knife and stabs Joker directly through the chest. And the Joker's like, what the fuck, man? We were aligned. What's going on? Sure. Um, Batman's going to take Joker to the uh, to the hospital. And Jim Gordon's like, look, I'm not asking you to kill him. But I'm also asking you not to save him. Think is of that, everything wait, he's done. Is that, the, is that the inspiration for Batman Begins? I don't uh, have to kill you, but I don't have to save you. Right around the same time. So, Wow, maybe. Oh, that's good. He ends up saving him oh. in one of the best... Um, Joker Batman moments. Bat- Joker is recovering. He's got this huge beard, long hair. He's been in there six-ish months. Bull- bullseye in the full body cast? Yes. Right? Bullseye. Okay. Uh, and he is uh, on antipsychotics. He's completely lucid. So Batman breaks in to simply be like, look, this is the most lucid I'll ever have you. I want to know, do you really want to kill me? And he g- starts giving this speech, and it ends with, you don't understand, I'm not crazy because I want to kill you. Or I, I don't want to kill you because I'm crazy. I'm crazy because I want to kill you. Once you are dead and in the ground, I will lock myself up and I will stay there the rest of my life. But until you're dead, we're going to keep doing this. And then in true Kevin Smith, in Kevin Smith fashion, at the end he goes, by the way, when you were changing, I saw your dick. So I'm wondering if that's like, you know, in a body cast type uh, sure. of thing. Okay. All right. Uh, but yeah, but again, this the Joker just this horrific figure, right? Sure. Absolutely. This is a more this is a more dark Joker than this this is this definitely is influenced than, by Dark Knight. Sure, sure. sure. Got the long hair. Y- yes. Some of the things on his face look like scarring rather right, than yep, just yep. 
Okay. Yeah. I can see that. So we go to Black Hood's office. Now <laughs> tell me, because I'm like, do you mean the Red Skull <laughs> with a charcoal filter? Who the fuck is the Black Hood? Or, exactly, I'm sorry, the Black Mask. He's exactly what you think he is. He is a mobster that had some sort of bizarre uh, surgery done. That get, We're going to meet him in Birds of Prey, the movie. Is he, oh, is he in that? He, how, know, how wait how far do, how do far know. back to his no I know nothing other than other than Margot Robbie's in it so I'm I'm in oh and uh, Mary Elizabeth Weinstein right oh I'm aware and I'm, Black Mask is being played by listen uh, I was I was scrolling through Reddit today and I oh, saw a post that had oh no. Anna Kendrick with an owl and I almost sent it to you because it was Anna Kendrick with like, an owl with an owl I was like hey. go on <laughs> yeah that's right that's right no uh, Black Mask is being played by Ewan McGregor. Oh, oh, yeah. interesting. I'm very excited for that. Uh, so he's this very physical character. So we see, like, in almost every scene, he's, like, beating his henchmen. He's <laughs> yeah. a physically imposing guy. Uh, Wade How? Wade Williams does the voice in this, and he's... Wade crying. Wilson. Wade no. Wilson. No, that's... Wade Wilson is Deadpool. It's Wade, Wade Williams. Williams. <laughs> it was very close to Wade Wilson. Make sure you... Ding. Yeah, all right. Please. Uh, yes. Uh, yes. Yeah. It's no. It's Wade. Wade Williams. Wade Williams. And he's he's a he's kind of a more of a uh, voice actor. Okay. But man, is he good? Yes. Because he gives that performance of. Oh. Yeah. Yes. He's a character. He is a that guy actor. He sure is. Yes. I couldn't think of anything major that he's done. Uh, let's see. Um, I hold on. I'll give it to you. Uh, so he, Dark Knight Rises. Oh yeah, he's um the warden. The warden, yes. Yep. Uh, collateral, hmm. which I don't think uh, I like that. Uh, Gangster squads. Uh, no, you, oh Venom. He was a prison guard in Venom. And we just he's the prison guard at the end. At the end, yeah. Uh, he's more of a he's more of a television actor. He's got mm. a lot of television credits. Stuff that I definitely watched. Um, ER NYPD Blue. Who was he on ER? Such, uh, ER, he was Migraine Guy. Leave it to Weaver. I don't know. Okay. X Files, Charmed, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, oh. Six Feet Under, Star Trek Enterprise. Who's he in Star Trek Enterprise? Uh, Garros in episode Civilization. Uh, listen, uh, I don't know. Okay. Um, yeah, he, he, he's. You look at him. He's a that guy. Actor. He sure is. Yeah. But uh, what I loved is that he yells most of his lines, but you're, at no point do we ever go. Could you stop yelling, please? Yeah. How far back does he go in, in the comics? That's what I'm curious about. 70s, oh, I want to say. Oh, maybe. that far back. I, yeah, if only I had some device that would tell me that. Uh, 85. Excuse me, the 80s, yeah. All right, but still, that's impressive. But, I mean, he is totally... So, if you haven't seen this movie yet, he's totally a Red Skull ripoff. If he wasn't a gang, if he, he's not a Nazi, he's a he's gangster. Just a gangster, yeah. and it's black instead of red. Otherwise, it's the fucking Red Skull. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So so Black Mask is raging. Uh, he's raging about the loss of a Mazo and the fact that Batman kept the head. Yeah, the, and he blew up the rest. He could have yeah. sold the rest for scraps, yeah. right? Like fucking Batman. Uh, but he wants Red Hood's dead, right? Now, yeah. Batman has his office bugged and hears about a weapons delivery and it looks like Red Hood does as well. And we get kind of a, um, from X-Men, don't punch him in the balls, The one of the the newest member of Black Mask's team. He's like, don't stare at his face. That's right. And of course and of he course, does. He's staring at the entire time like any other normal human being would do if you saw a man with a black skull for a face. It's not good. You'd go, uh. 
So we cut to the weapons delivery. So this chopper lands. Uh, Red Hood ends up hijacking it. He goes to lift off, but a uh, harpoon <laughs> spears the side of the chopper, <laughs> kind of pinning it down. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, it's Batman and Nightwing. And Nightwing has the great line. You know what I missed most about running with you? The toys. <laughs> great line. Uh, now, the the harpoon anchor line works a little bit too well as the chopper starts to fall from the sky. Yes. Will it hold um, in a, in this shot that was reminiscent to me of the Superman, like, mm-hmm. of the Christopher Reeve Superman with the, the chopper falling down next yeah. to the skyscraper. And the same idea. Instead of people running for their lives, they're just going, oh, shit, there's a chopper. But as uh, Nightwing is like stapling the cable to Heavy the Heavy duty deck, staples, yeah. Right? Batman dives down, and of course the cable Bat holds. grapples two sides of it to help it and lashes those together, the two things together. People are saved. Chase ensues. And where do they end up? On a blimp. They Well, after they jump over the blimp, they end up in the train station from Avengers Infinity War where Cap shows up again. You motherfucker. I was like, We're skipping something very important, though. What did we skip? So Red Hood jumps off oh, one of the yes. things. Batman goes to grapple him. Before it even is taut on his r- leg, he cuts it. Right. So he's, right, he's That's like, going to be important later. It's going to be important later, yep. I didn't note it but, there, yes, but I did later on. Avengers yes. Infinity War. Totally drops down into the trace station. Bum, 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 Alan Silvestri. That's who That's it. who it is, Alan Silvestri. Thank I just you. had to sing some of that's it. That's all. All right, cut no. that. Yeah. No, that's fine. That's totally fine. Red, now, a bomb explodes. Red Hood flees on a motorcycle. But before he leaves... Well, as the train's uh, coming well, in, well, this will it'll get drawn out here in the Batcave as Batman, which again credit you know kudos, world's greatest dis- detective. We see it here in this movie, right? Yes, we do. Right so, here, Red Hood. Right before he leaves, he says, "You haven't lost your touch," and something gets cut off. But, <sighs> but Batman's like, I, he said something else. So he pretty much uses the editing software we're used to make this <laughs> He's totally thing. using Audacity. And he, he, he tells it to take out all the, the background train. noise. Right. And what, is, what does so it say? So he leans in and he says, enhance. Enhance. <laughs> enhance. That's right. <laughs> um, so what does is, what is, uh, Red Hood say at the end? You haven't lost your touch, bro. And I got to say, Batman's reaction is a little over the top. No, no you know what? See, again, maybe... I like it when just the standing up in the chair falling down. I I think it's always interesting when you push, when when you you go outside. Yeah, Yeah, you catch them off guard, right? Especially, and again, if you do it too much, it becomes cliche. Mm -hmm. But I feel like with Batman, who is the guy who plans everything, when you can surprise him, that's always an interesting observation, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh, because he is. Because it's a, like a holy shit moment for him. Right? Sure. It's like, how does this... This it, isn't Vicky Vale or any of the other women that I slip no, with. No, this is totally different. How does he know my name? It, it, and to be fair, right before right before the the audio enhancement, mm-hmm. Nightwing, make, Nightwing makes the observation about uh, not only is Red Hood very skilled, but look at this specific mover, maneuver where he cuts the line that you grappled him before it even came taut. Yeah. He's clearly been scared, uh, been been highly trained. Batman points out that the knife he has that would cut his line mm-hmm. has got to be rare. Like, there's not a lot of those. I also, uh, going back, so Robin or uh, Nightwing has had his ankle twisted, it seems like. 
Oh, I missed that. Yeah, he's getting that. it bandaged up by Alfred, and Good he's like, and he's like, uh, you know, I can come help. And he's kind of leaning on it, and Batman says to him, "No, you've done enough tonight. Thank you." And as Nightwing's leaving, I liked his. He did just thank me, right? Indeed, he did, sir. Weird. You know, again, give me more Nightwing, or yeah. give me a Nightwing movie. I'd watch that. We we've got a couple other Nightwing things to do, and there's. Okay. Some really great lines they okay. give him in the right. other ones. Well, I liked what I saw in this one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I. It was just. I don't know. Maybe it's because. Maybe it's because I'm used to a higher voiced Neil. It seemed like he was trying to bring his voice down here. Yeah, it was. It was a hero voice. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. That's fair. Um, but after Bruce's holy shit moment, we we see a shot of Bruce looking at the Robin costume, mm-hmm. and then we walk through a flashback. I like these flashbacks that overlay what's yeah. real time, and then it becomes the actual thing. That's cool. I, a, yeah, there's a lot of really cool things happening. Here. And so Bruce is trying to call out uh, Jason. So they, yeah, this is a clearly a prior mission. They're uh-huh. going after the Riddler. Uh, thing that you can tell it's a prior mission. Now his uh, emblem is yellow. Oh, it's the yellow oval instead of the gray. And his, yeah, instead yeah. of just the black. Across. And Robin had the uh, he he didn't have the speedo in bare legs. He had basically and this tights. he had the speedo in oh, bare legs. Oh, the next one in is, the beginning he yeah, didn't. Yeah, in right. the very first one. And then it goes after <clears> this again. And he gets he gets the advanced. the Tim Drake uh, the red tights. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Jason always wore that the the oh, speedo. Really? Oh, yeah, he, he had never the, had. Tim wore what he's wearing. Oh, the red. Yeah, okay. the oh, red. Um, and I really liked when um, Batman, almost kind of like a silly dad, being like, if you're not out here in three seconds, I'm going to leave without you. I'm like, I like this Batman, too. It's a little playful. Uh-huh. Absolutely. He's happy. He's happy. And then when they get to confront the Riddler's goons, it, it turns, right? So we see the... We see the same maneuver of slicing a rope in midair before it can catch Robin's ankles. And he also ball shots the Riddler in this scene. Yeah, right. And th- oh is, that, is that before or after he breaks the thug's collarbone? That's in the second flashback. Second flashback, yeah. But yeah, so... The, so we get the happy time of them being out together. And that's right from and, the and comics. And then the move. And then the move. Right? Uh-huh. The happy time and then and the, the ball move, shot. And the ball shot. But then we see clearly teenage Robin as teenage Jason, has, Jason has aged, right? Yeah, how old do you say he's there? Twelve, thirteen, maybe. 14? I would have said that as the young one was that young, but it, but there's also part of me thinking, well, God, I hope you wouldn't take a ten year old no, out he's, crime he's fighting. Supposed to be about I mean, ten. Yeah, okay, that's fucking horrifying, Batman. You fucking psycho. Um, yeah, so a few years older. Now clearly, Jason has a different take on things. And it's not like he doesn't stab him through the heart or anything, but um, you see this. It's uh, it's an elbow, an elbow to the, to the one of the weakest shoulder. bones in our body. Yeah, our col- collarbone, a, yeah, goes, a colon bone, a colon bone. It's a totally different thing. <laughs> it's a different podcast. <laughs> but but Batman immediately like chastises Robin for the bru- really. It's the brutality. Right, mm-hmm. and that's what's coming through. Which again is conveyed the, the unnecessary brutality. Yeah, and it's conveyed in the dialogue because mm-hmm. it's a cartoon. You don't really see the guy goes flying, but it's a cartoon. Yeah. You can't. It's and that's I believe that's right out of the comics. A couple of times, Jason just would go with like it was almost like the uh, lethal weapon on three. Sure, and he'd go one, two, he goes, I'm going, and like almost compromise the mission. Yeah, 
And, 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 Which is why we hated him. And, and this is what happens, right? His brutality compromises the mission. Mm-hmm. Batman says they could have gotten information. But he's passed out from the pain. You put, put him into shock, absolutely. So again, look, again, no subtlety. It's clear that Red Hood is Jason Todd, right? Mm-hmm. But but again, we're going to go through this story. We go back to Black, Black Mask. He's raging again. Oh, he is so pissed. I want this man dead. When I say dead, I mean seriously dead. Beaten, broken, his head mounted on my wall, kind of dead. Oh, it's fucking funny. He wants Red Hood dead. So part of the plan is going to visit, did you catch the name of the club? Didn't even get it. Beret Rouge. Red Red Hat. hat. Yeah, yeah. That's great. That's great. Now, again, Red Hood has offered these drug dealers protection from Batman and the Black Mask. So Black Mask comes to this casino that's obviously a front for a drug ring, starts kicking, his goons start kicking ass, taking names. One of the goons in the club says, we have protection from the Red Hood, and he's like, not anymore. Red Red Hood shows up. Was that in the one you you shared with me? Yeah. I must oh, have no. missed that scene. I must have missed that scene. Red Hood shows up. Uh, I had him showing up. He shoots the Molotov cocktail out of the goon's hand. Mm-hmm. That's after right that? before that. He says the thing oh, about okay. we have protection. Oh, I, must have, oh, I totally must miss that. And okay. then the next thing I have notes about is I just wrote Robo Ninjas. Four bad guys in ninja futuristic armor. Yeah, what? same thing. What the fuck? That's so you, the other part of this movie where I went. So you uh, have the. So if we describe these four, you have the she wolf. <laughs> The duelist, mm-hmm. the hound, and the tank. Does that describe those four? I believe they have names. Oh, oh shit. Those are my made up names. Okay. But, yeah. Hang on. The fearsome hand of four is what they're called. Oh, do they have individual names? Because those are definitely their, their roles, right? So you have the she wolf, who's the leader, the female leader. Then you have the the. The duelist, who's the guy, who's the Darth Maul, right? He's got the quarterstaff. You've got the <laughs> hound, who looks like this animalistic predator, and then you got the tank. How do we do? That, that's unfortunate. They're only Bat- Batman under the Red Hood. They were created for this, so unfortunate there. Yep. Uh, the big guy's name, Bulk. <laughs> okay. Tank, same thing. The guy with the Darth, Darth Maul guy, mm-hmm. Baton. Duelist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. The android with the single eye cyclops. You mean the wolf? Yeah. Shot. Oh, because he could fire a shot. That's dumb. Okay, go ahead. And then the leader of the group? She-wolf. Fearsome hand leader. So the girl doesn't get a name? That's some bullshit. Fuck and you. All right, my names are way better, by the way. Is this the point where I get to say that this movie is a sausage party? Uh, Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Now, that said, it's a fun fight. And Red Hood holds his own against four of these guys. And he, what does he say? Uh, Red Hood basically gets kind of neutralized, and then he's he's stalling, and, of course, Batman shows up. And Batman does maybe the most, even though it's animated, the most badass move we've seen in any movie we've watched. Bulk throws a fucking car at him. And he jumps oh, he, through the open window. Yes. It's like, holy shit. As the car is tumbling. Yeah, yes, as the car goes, is tumbling, he just whoosh, right through it. Oh, my God. That was amazing. That was pretty cool. Uh, and actually, the shot, so Batman lands next to Red Hood. Uh-huh. And, and basically, they go back to back mm-hmm. to fight. And Red Hood makes a quip. And then... Batman pretty much does the, the fight now, talk later. <laughs> what the hell took you so long? Shut up and fight. 
Now, so after they take out the ninjas, the fearsome hand, the fearsome hand of the fearsome four, but whatever the fuck it is. So Batman, yeah, shit? Batman and Red Hood have won. But, but now they're the going to argue some more, or whatever his name is, uh, Pulse, whatever the fuck his name is, Hound, Hound, no, no, Pulse, Blast, Flash, whatever the fuck his name is, Shot, Shot, yeah, super. Ah. The fucking Hound is better, but yeah. In any event, uh, <laughs> Red Hood pushes Batman out of the way. Red Hood gets takes the brunt of the blast. Mm-hmm. Batman, you know, beats up Blast, whatever the fuck Pulse, Shot, Shot. See again, who cares? But this is so they they have dialogue. Shot is dead. Let him go and step away. A taser? Nail me and you'll electrocute both of us. Maybe that's what he has in mind. No. Just be happy I only killed one of them. They're all assassins. And what are you? I'm cleaning up Gotham. More than you ever did. You're stealing territory from Black Mask and killing anyone who gets in your way. Black Mask is just a part of the plan. Plan? You're becoming a crime lord. Yes. You can't stop crime. That's what you never understood. I'm controlling it. You want to rule them by fear. But what do you do with the ones who aren't afraid? I'm doing what you won't. I'm taking them out. Tell me what happened to you. Let me help. It's too late. You had your chance. And I'm just getting started. So we we understand the difference in their methods. And this is kind of with Jason Todd. When they quote-unquote killed Batman, yep. they did a short miniseries called Battle for the Cowl, and Jason showed up in a Batman costume, but with guns, red eyes, and like a hockey mask over his face. And I was like, I'm the true Batman. I mean, fuck all of you. I'm the, you know, it was it was cuckoo bananas. Yeah. And like, they, this is before they really figured out what to do with Jason, that once they brought him back, sure, it was sure. still like, what, why did we do this? Yeah. Well, that that scene is really good in this movie. But he's pretty much being like, I'm going to be the new Batman of the town, and I'm going to straighten it up and make it better. Uh, I, that's what I got from okay, that. Okay, yeah, but clear, clearly different perspective on how to fight crime. Right, that's I mean, what I'm that's, saying. He's yeah, going to yeah. be the new, pro- oh, sure, I'm sorry, sure. not, like, not like the new Batman, but like, his I'm the new protector st- right. of Gotham. Got it, got it. And, and, yeah. it, and we're going to do it my way, which is different than your way. I understand your face now. <laughs> yeah, okay, that makes sense. Um, but Batman clearly, you know, still impacted by the realization that Jason is alive, mm-hmm. offers to help. Red Hood says it's too late, and he disappears in a smoke cloud. That's smoke so bomb. Ba- that's, smoke, that's so Batman. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, now, Batman brings one of the assassins' blood... Uh, swords back to the Batcave. It's got some of Red Hood's blood on it. Blood test. Analyzes it, hoping against hope that it's not Jason Todd, and of course it is. Mm-hmm. So no subtlety in the movie, but it's revealed, and Batman is forced to confront it. Uh, Alfred gr- comes in behind great him. Great moment with Alfred. Drops his tray. Like he's clearly bringing the tea, uh-huh. and freaks the fuck out and drops the tray. Did I send you the thing of when, again, when they killed Batman and everyone was in the Batcave, uh, like Superman, Wonder Woman. No. So they're all there and they're kind of like, I can't believe this happened. What what can we, what are we going to do? Alfred walks in. He's like, I brought you your regular um, 
refreshments. I hope that's all right. And Superman, being Superman, is like, oh, Alfred, I'm so sorry. Are you okay with this? And he goes, and it's three panels. First one, nothing, just Alfred's face. Second one, am I okay? No, sir, I'm not okay. Third one, my son has died. Oh. And you're just Fuck. like, I'm getting chills. Just <laughs> you're just like, right? He fucking raised Bruce since he was sure. twelve sure, or sure, eleven. Sure. Like, you know, that's his son. That's so. There, I want Michael Caine. Michael Caine from I failed Michael you. Caine. I right. failed you with life, right? Oh, that was a shitty Michael Caine. That was. Well, you know how you do, Michael Caine. You say Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Master Bruce. Master Bruce. All right. So Never. we go back to Black Hood's headquarters. He's raging again. He's really like a rage monster. This is this is peak rage. This is he is yeah. done with this shit. Of course, he's interrupted by Red Hood uh, drawing a laser bead on him first on his <laughs> chest, rocket which, launcher. which migrates up to his forehead. <laughs> but then, like, why does he let so Red Hood ru- or Black Mask runs? Red Hood lets him go, and then well, because it's a rocket launcher. Yeah, yeah. So I, you know what, uh, Black Mask doesn't. Doesn't die. No. I, I think it's there to push him to the edge to what he's about to do next. Oh, actually, you're right. Black I take Mask that back. isn't right. the end game. Right. I take that back. Yep. It's who he's about to let loose. So. It's, it's, if it feels odd. So if you're watching it for the first time and it feels odd there, like why wouldn't he just kill him there? Mm-hmm. It'll be explained later. That's right. So Black Mask decides that the only way to get rid of Red Hood is to let loose the Joker. Nothing bad's ever going to happen. No, that's totally going to work out just fine. Uh, now we go back to Bruce digging up the fucking grave of Jason. A little, little grotesque. But uh, also, Alfred's like, "Yeah, there's the body." I'm like, Alfred, do you not know about decomposition? It's five years later, that's yeah, gonna be it's like a perfectly preserved body mm-hmm. because, of course, it's not a body. And then I guess this is where they get this from uh, Stranger Things, the latex double. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Spoiler for Stranger Things. That's right. Sorry. Um, but then Batman rages at missing the fact that that wasn't the body, and he's going to go back and talk to the man who did this. Of course, all roads lead back to Joker. Because if you're doing a Batman story, all roads lead back to Joker. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, now the Joker we, and Black Mask are talking. This very bored, nonchalant Eating Joker. Chips. <laughs> yeah. Who all of a sudden straight up murders all of Black Mask's henchmen. By asking for a glass of water. Yes. Uh, yeah, and it's uh, it's horrifying. Of course, Joker has no worries at that point. He merely demands something to wear. And some truck, more guys. And some more guys. I'll need some guys. Not these guys, because, well, they're kind of dead. <laughs> I really like John DeMa- I like Mark Hamill is the end-all, be-all Joker. When I read a uh, Joker comic, or when I read a, jo- a comic with Joker in it, 100% it is Mark Hamill I'm hearing. Yeah. Much like every time I read a... Batman comic, it is Kevin Conroy. However, John DiMaggio does something different and interesting with his character. He's he's yeah. definitely playing off of Heath Ledger. Yeah, sure. Definitely and, and fair, is inspired by fair, Heath Ledger. He's horrifying. Yeah. He's horrifying. <laughs> Not um, these guys. They're kind of dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, you know, I, I misspoke. So when Bruce said he was going to talk to the man who did this, he didn't go see Joker. He went to go see Ra's al Ghul. That's right. And I loved, so they had this whole conversation, and Ra's al Ghul, Pretty much summing it up is, yeah, so I fucked up. All right, good luck. He totally did. <laughs> just like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it's really, you know, again, you could you could totally write, and I almost wonder if this is Judd Winnick's conceit of the original source material must, we must remain true. But um, Ra- Raish doesn't need to be in this. 
So I think they well, are. I, guess, I, think I guess the resurrection. the resurrection the with the Lazarus think, Pits. Yeah, yeah. So the Lazarus Pits, yes, they, they can bring people prolong, back. You, well, they can prolong life. They prolong life. They can heal wounds. Bringing people back from the dead. It's basically Pet cemetery. It's Pet cemetery, and it makes people crazy. Sure. And that's a great scene in this. Uh-huh. And, and actually, I remember thinking as I was watching this, I love that they didn't go... Oh no, Jason didn't actually die in the explosion. No, he's oh, no, no. he's he straight died. up dead. Yeah. He hundred percent died, right? Like so I was like, Well, ooh, kudos to you guys for not taking the, the lazy way out to say, Oh, he wasn't actually dead. He went into a deep coma <laughs> and he survived. <laughs> right. No, straight up died. No, straight up died. And and you know, and that's how they've handled it in the comics. Was it the same um, thing, like the Lazarus Pit? Yeah. Superboy punches uh, a hole in reality and oh, somehow and in that it makes it so that Ra Raish can get. I forgot about the stupid punching a hole in reality. Yeah. Here, look, there's. I'm punching a hole in. So reality. I always thought I, I was reading on this. I always thought because he punched a hole in reality, it's kind of like Flashpoint, like a and brings him back. Oh, okay. but it's it's a combination. So it's even stupider. Yeah, yeah. it's 100 <laughs> percent stupid. All right, okay, good. It Just was New Fifty Two. They did look at. So New Fifty Two. Superman is still floating around in the universe, yeah. and you just said you read uh, Ultimates. Yeah. As big a dick as Steve Rogers is, the New 52 Superman is really? 10 times oh, worse. I he is an asshole. I couldn't read that. Oh, Lord. Okay. Uh, all right. Now, Batman, we see a scene with Batman and Alfred. Batman's mm-hmm. 100% responsible for Jason's fate, right? He has tied himself. There's no, there's no getting out of this. Uh, now, Joker, of course, has been loosed by the Black Mask. He is doing what Joker does. He's got this spectacle on a bridge. He's got a truck. The SWAT team is arrayed around him. Commissioner Gordon's there. Mm-hmm. Joker's standing on the roof of the box of the truck. All of Black Black Mask and all of his goons are in the truck. Joker throws down the gas. He's got the lighter, and he's going to do what Joker, Joker does. He throws it in there. And and I was like, oh shit! There it the one the guy get the guy that the lighter lands on his chest. Erupts into flame, uh-huh. but, but in then... the slowest burning gasoline ever known to man, the Batwing swoops in and sprays like the fire. Thank God, it just foam. happens to have fire suppressant on it. It's uh, you, th- yes. Well, again, you know we've seen a bat chopper with bat shark repellent, so I kind of feel like he doesn't take this guy oh, absolute without you. anything he could possibly need. That's true. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so then we find out that. Red Hood shows up, Jason shows up, and is pretty much like, don't you understand, you've been my endgame the whole time, Joker. You're who I want. Which makes Red Hood not murdering Black Mask understand. Makes sense, That's yeah. why he didn't want to kill him. He mm-hmm. wanted to push him to the point of, I'll do anything to stop this, let me free the Joker. Yeah. Because so, Black Mask has the connections that can make that happen. So fight slash chase ensues. Red Hood gets Excuse away. Me. Red Hood gets away. Batman pursues. We get a radio call from the Red Hood. Meet yes. me at Crime Alley. Uh-huh. And uh, did you notice that uh, when they go into that bathroom to fight, there's no door? I didn't notice that. But the bat- Until he throws him through the through fucking the wall. wall. He throws him through the wall like we see in BVS. Uh-huh. Right? Like through the... And you've got the... Uh, it's a plaster wall, so you've got the furring strips and everything. Mm-hmm. It's not even drywall. It's older than that. Um, but that fight, you know, my, my note for that fight is it's brutal and it's it's sad. Mm-hmm. Like it, I, it was just sad because not, because you realize there's there's no ambiguity. Bruce 
Bruce knows he is fighting Jason. Right, because at this point he's taking the mask off. He used it as like a well, it's a before. Bomb. Yeah, before that. Before Bef- that. Oh yeah, but, I'm saying but again, before like that. Like he, yeah. There's no doubt the blood match. Everything. Bruce knows he is fighting Jason, his protege, his, right. his even stepson, right? Probably on purpose. And Jason is wearing a domino mask underneath the red hood mask, very reminiscent of Robin. It's even got a green tint to it. Like he's fucking with Bruce. Yeah, he's got one hundred percent. He yeah, knows yeah. what he's doing. Um, it, and it's again, I feel funny talking about acting in an animated movie, but. There's that's an uncomfortable scene mm-hmm. that whole conflict like you I get the sense like first of all there's an interesting little moment where Batman's ego arises you'll never be better than me mm-hmm. uh, I think he's goading Jason trying to get him to screw to up to throw him off balance okay yeah. I, I can live with that but you get that but then there's this moment where you're like yeah but he's beating he's beating his protege like this was it's got to be it, tough yeah it's got to be tough and it feels and not only his protege it has uh, I mean. I'm going to leave this for you, too. Yeah, yeah. In Hush, it is the reason that he almost murders the Joker. He is like, Jason, don't Hush. forget about Jason. Hush I, comes after Death Man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, this is, sorry. Hush is Jim Lee yep. redesigning all of Batman. Oh, okay. And. Oh, I look forward to reading that. Making it fucking oh, yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. Oh, whoa, shit. Whoa. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. They weren't kissing. What? You know, there's this beautiful line. Is that what you think this is about? That you let me die? I don't know what clouded your judgment worse. Your guilt or your antiquated sense of morality. Bruce, I forgive you for not saving me. But why? Why on God's earth? Is he still alive? At this point, you're like, I get Red Hood. I, I don't agree with him. This is this is it. his Thanos moment. You're like, I get where you're coming from. It, it's totally good, yeah. Which is going to become a thing on this podcast, the Thanos the moment. The Thanos you moment? Go, yeah, We're, I get what you're doing. But that's the key to writing a good hero, right? you got to have a good villain, which mm-hmm. means you gotta, they've got to make sense. And the villain is not a villain. That's right. Not in their mind. And he's not. He's he, doing he's he's doing what, he, in essence, he's doing what Bruce has well, been doing. But he, he's Getting vengeance. And, and even better, like he's almost like, in his mind, he's more true. Yeah. He's a, if it had been reversed, if Joker had killed Batman, Jason says he would have hunted Joker down to the ends of the earth and sent him to hell. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's no cheese. Like, it's, it, it's a wonderful... I mean, it's a great scene. Yeah. It's a great scene in this animated movie. Pretty much. And he yeah. opens the... When was he it opens... So, was it too, would it be too hard? Something like that. Yeah. And he, says, and no. he opens the, the closet, and the Joker's in there, and he's pretty much like, oh, hello. <laughs> uh, but, Jay, but Batman, you know, in the line that sums up his character in this film, right? What, your moral code just won't allow for that? It's too hard to cross that line? No! God Almighty, no. It'd be too damned easy. All I've ever wanted to do is kill him. A day doesn't go by when I don't think about subjecting him to every horrendous torture he's dealt out to others, and then end him. Aw, so you do think about me. But if I do that, if I allow myself to go down into that place, I'll never come back. And it's this beautiful speech where this is... so. We understand the different ideologies and this, you know, why they're fighting, right? Mm-hmm. They see the world 180 degrees apart. And Joker, just to get in one more fucking dark joke, he makes a joke about the crowbar. I don't remember what it is, oh, but fuck. it's right around there. Yeah. If you it, want to drop it in, it's great. And then, of course, Jason forces 
Batman's choice, right? He for he thinks he's forcing it to a binary, and I wish Colin was here because, as Colin says, there's always a third way. He well, for so he throws Batman a gun. So throwing Batman a gun, fuck you, Jason Todd. Well, first of all, I was like, oh, I, I don't, I'm, I don't like seeing Batman with a gun. Mm-hmm. At least, at least when Batfleck does it, it's like a futuristic, like harpoon cannon thing. Are you talking about the grenade launcher? The, the grenade Kryptonite? launcher. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a grenade, grenade launcher. launcher against he's, a Kryptonian. He, he only yeah. uses a handgun in the dark, quote unquote, nightmare with a K. Sure, she has sure. A right, right. In the future. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so it comes to, so Jason thinks he's forcing the the but the binary choice, right? Mm-hmm. So he throws Batman the gun. Either you kill me or I'm gonna kill the Joker. And Batman turns and walks away. Uh-huh. A third choice? What a twist! Jason won't allow it. So as he starts to pull the trigger... Uh-huh. Batman tosses a batarang right into the uh, the barrel of the gun, and it backfires yep. on him. Dodges the first bullet, because mm-hmm. Jason gets a shot off. Bruce walks away. He throws the, the batarang. It, like, fucks up Jason Todd's hand when yeah, the gun Yeah, the barrel explodes. Coils. Yeah. Right. Um, but uh, Jason triggers... The timer, the whole room is wired. As Joker's laughing, Batman grabs Jason. They f- wait. Did fly- you, we're f- forgetting the darkest joke in this movie. He goes, "Oh, we're all together. You, me, the kid, the crowbar." Yeah. <laughs> what <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> Fucking Joker. Uh, of course, it, it the building explodes. Um, Batman is safe. He's gotten jo- uh, Jason out. Joker survives the blast. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we cut to the news, kind of going through the aftermath. Of and who's happened. the news reporter? Oh, I didn't met Andrea Romano. Oh, is that her? Oh, no mm-hmm. shit. That's awesome. Uh, Black Mask has been arrested. Joker's back in Arkham. Um, we see Batman looking at Robin's costume, telling Alfred that this doesn't change anything. No. And Batman drives away in the Batmobile. As he leaves, we see the memory of Batman calling Jason in the Batcave. And Jason being like, I can't believe it. This is the best day of my life. And movie. Fucking dark ending. (sighs) Yeah. Dark ending. It does not end on a positive. No, it doesn't. And I believe the storyline under the hood ends very similar. Okay. Unresolved. And those are the best ones. Like, when you read Hush, kind of okay. ends resolved but unresolved. Hush, spoiler, is still out there. I won't say who he is, okay. but he's still out there. So it's kind of like, okay, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Oh, all right. So let's, okay, let's, talk, yeah, about let's, this. let's talk about this. Uh, so, Todd, who was your MVP? My MVP, uh, I got to go with. I got to go with Red Hood because the core of this story. Jensen Eccles. Oh yes. Yeah. The core of the story is the conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, Batman versus or Bruce versus Jason's. You know, perspectives. Mm-hmm. And you know, yeah, he he does a great job. Oh, I didn't mention before Jensen Eccles for Halloween this year dressed up as Red Hood. <laughs> nice. This Red Hood, and people are like, "Oh my God, is happening!" Wait. He's like, "No, it's just it's a costume, guys. Come down. <laughs> That's right. Chill the fuck out. All We're right. not doing Red Hood, Casey." Who is your MVP? I gotta say Bruce Greenwood. Okay, I gotta I, I gotta go with with Batman, which you know, but Jensen Eccles is it's one in one a. Sure, that's fair. Yeah, you know? and I could go because again, it's that's the conflict. It's not Black Mask. It's not Joker. It's 
Batman it's really down to the core. Redwood. It's yeah. Batman versus his protege. Yep, absolutely. Uh, Casey, who is your favorite character? Mm-hmm. Nightwing. Nightwing. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's great. I, 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 I was like, give me more Nightwing. We'll get more Nightwing if we do some of the Teen Titan uh, movies. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Cool. <laughs> Todd, what was the best scene for you? Best scene, I think, and it's the, and maybe it's even just like the 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 feeling it evokes, but the moment when Batman lands next to Red Hood with the fearsome four assassin Viper squad, yeah. uh, and they start fighting. Like that, just that feeling of, regardless of what Red Hood has become, they still have that connection, and the 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 bond there is is cool. Yeah, really? No. You, oh, no, okay. No. Right. Just, yeah, uh, I, oh, you're I, agreeing? Okay. Casey, no, what's it's, your favorite? It's scene? the building scene at the end. That whole sequence okay. from Red Hood's oh, yeah, near meltdown fair. to being buttoned by the darkest joke we've had in any movie, maybe. That, yeah. That's pretty, that's you, pretty dark. me, the kid, the crowbar. That's pretty dark. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Casey, what is one scene that you would cut? Nothing. I want more. I, I literally thought the same thing. Yeah, I want more. I, do, I, I don't think there's, much like when we watched uh, Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut, I don't yep. think there's a whole movie here. I, it's t- 75. Is it too tight? Sometimes we you know, credit for it's tight. Too, and... So tight because, like we were talking about, this originally was going to be an R movie. And they didn't have time to animate anything else. Much like the opposite of, weirdly, the opposite of uh, the Batman Mass of the Phantasm was supposed to be a, a two-episode arc on the series. They saw what a great thing they had, they did made more, into a feature yeah. length, and you can see the parts that were animated by feature animators. <laughs> uh, maybe. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. But you're right. It, uh, there's certainly... if there. If there's things wrong with the movie, it's not stuff that's in there. No, no. I just no. wanted more. Yeah, so I'm with you. Yeah, I, w- I wouldn't cut anything. Okay. Hey, Todd, who's the actor having the most fun for you? Uh, so, again, he's no Mark Hamill, but mm-hmm. the... John DiMaggio. John DiMaggio is having fun as Joker. And it's an interesting take on Joker. I, mm-hmm. He's an in- interesting character. I just, if I see the animated Joker, I want Mark Hamill's voice. Yeah. Uh, it's Neil. For me, mm, okay, because oh, Neil did like a handful of these DC animated movies. Yeah, I think they doesn't just, he do the flat? Did you say yeah, the, the Flash and yeah. New Frontier? And he's trying to like, I think they were trying to find a niche for him. Yeah, because Neil was trying to. I mean, Neil got painted into a box as Doogie Howser. Sure. Then he got painted into a box as Barney Stinson. Sure, and he's been able to work out of both those. He's a phenomenal actor. Well, uh, Aubrey and I saw, you saw him Gone Hedwig. Girl. Uh, I saw Gone Girl. We I saw mean, him on Broadway in Hedwig. Oh, he's so good. Uh, he's great in a series of unfortunate events. The Goon and the Bean. Big yeah, fans. <laughs> the Goon and the Bean right in your living room had That's, a very long conversation about it. They really did. We're like, uh, okay, it's bedtime. All right. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah so I think, you know, maybe uh, definitely, well, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle is kind of how he got Barney Simpson. Oh, so I think that's a fun Harold and Kumar. I haven't even seen the whole movie, but I've seen his. I've scene, seen that scene, yeah, and it's wonderful. Uh, <laughs> I think that was his way of getting rid of Doogie. Then, um, I feel like this and Flash were kind of his way of being like, no, no, I'm more than just. I'm broader. Yeah, yeah. and I think doing Count Olaf is his way of saying, no, I, seriously, I am, and he is. He's a great he's actor. He's a phenomenal actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Yeah, but he you could know, be also, a live action Dick Grayson. 
He could. I mean, he's kind of got the he's got the look like he's tall and lean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I, could I was see actually him sad as... when he wasn't cast as Mysterio because he loves doing magic. Yeah, that would have like, been Aww. cool. That would have been cool. Agree. Yeah. yeah, I guess if you're you know you're gonna get one of the best actors of our time, Jake Gyllenhaal. I guess that makes sense too. And it's an embarrassment of riches, right? Like they had their choice <laughs> of anybody at this point. Marvel can call up anybody. Like, it, would it surprise me if De Niro shows up in a Marvel movie? No, he was wouldn't. supposed to be Ego. Was he really? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, that doesn't wouldn't surprise would me. Would not have been as good. <laughs> well, because Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. I'll always um, say Kurt Russell. Did you see the thing? Speaking of calling up people, yeah. So uh, Hugh Jackman was working out. And someone walked by and was like, yeah, keep lifting, bro, something like that. And he hashtagged it cameo. And everyone's like, oh, he's got a cameo in Avengers 4. I'm like, nerds, pay attention. Right. The guy walked by. That is a, That's a cameo. cameo. <laughs> not, I'm not saying it wouldn't be fucking awesome if he just showed up at the end of Avengers 4 when this timeline gets reset. But I, 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 don't, I don't think that's happening. We know your uh, your stance on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm 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 excited. We're only a few months away. I'm excited to see what happens from when Tony dies. Okay. Oh, yeah. you All were right. ready to uh, yeah. Because what does Nick Fury say to him in Far From Home, the trailer? You're all alone in this. <gasps> what happens to Tony? Right, Tony's exactly. dead. All right. Hey. Tony. So listen. <laughs> all right. So um, we've done our questions. Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes score. Knowing. All we know about Rotten Tomatoes, we'll keep going. How do we score this movie? Mm, 70. Um, I think that's a little harsh. Uh, I'd go... Just because I wanted more. I wanted more. Yeah, it's I'd, in- go, I'd go 85. It's yeah. a good movie. Could it be? Could could it have been better? Yeah. I feel if like... If there was 10 minutes at the end, yeah, a little more... Yeah. By the time we get to this conflict of perspective, right? Like, mm-hmm. the, their conflict of crime fighting, how they see the world... like. That's the meat of the story. Yeah. And it almost gets kind of rushed at the end, I feel. Yeah, they take so much time building up, and then it's just, and it's over. Black Mask, Red Herring. Joker, largely a Red Herring. Mm-hmm. The important conflict is Red, it's Jason red Hood and... versus Batman, right? Did one of the boys play Arkham Knight? Uh, Christian played, uh, he didn't play Arkham Knight, but he, but definitely Arkham Asylum. He played a couple of the Arkham games. So they created Ar- the Arkham Knight. The Arkham for, Knight, yeah. Do you know who it is? No. It's Jason Todd. Well, so so let's, okay, perfect place to end. In the comics, Red Jason Hood, Todd's he, still alive. He is still he's alive, still and Hood? he is Red Hood, but he's a good guy. He's like Venom. Is he in, is he in Blue Haven? No. He's is in, in Go- Gotham? He's Gotham, yeah. Okay, so he's a good guy, but still anti-hero. He's, Does he's, Batman he, approve? He doesn't approve of him using guns, but he still does it. Okay. Uh, he has guns. He's pretty much wears what, what we he wore, wore, wore in this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in fact, the weird thing is in Gotham and Arkham Knight, you can play as Jason Todd. You can play as Red Hood. I'm like, no shit. Guess what the fuck are we <laughs> That's doing? Right. That's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's still alive. All all the Robins are alive. So you've got Dick as Nightwing. Robin or as uh, Nightwing. Yes. Yep. Uh, Jason Red as Hood. Red Hood. Tim is Red Robin. Yum. That's and the that's the red tights and red long sleeves. No, it's a completely different oh, look. Totally different? It's, okay. it's from uh did you ever read um Probably Kingdom not. Come? Oh yes. Yeah, now, yeah. That's what that's what Dick becomes is oh, Red I'll Robin. I have to remember that. Okay. And they're like we're never bringing Red Robin into the actual comics. 
They didn't we're lie because totally it's bringing, not, it's was not that your Lord Michaels? It's not, not, a, I didn't realize he bring, published comics. Listen, we're not going to bring in. <laughs> they, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're entering yeah, was yeah, she a great big fat person? Yeah, that's right. Was she a great big fat person? And then Damien is. Is Robin. Yeah. In fact, they've got this great thing where Superman Prime. Right. was hiding during all of New 52 yep. with Lois and in a cabin, and what else are they going to do but make a baby? So now Lois and Clark's son yeah. is the new Superboy, okay. and he wears jeans and like a almost like a football jersey Superman shirt with a cape, and he and Damien just pretty much are like, my dad can beat up your dad. <laughs> oh, Jesus It's Christ. very cute. Oh, it's a nice crazy. little bit of levity. Yeah. That after a lot of the really dark things they've done lately. All right. Uh, so hey, that was a movie. So that was a movie. Yeah. Um, well, it was a, it was an interesting little uh, little um, detour mm-hmm. off our main line. So if you liked what you heard, and you want to hear what we have to say about the Monster Squad and Die Hard, Die Hard is it a Christmas movie? Just, I don't know. You'll have to go listen. Oh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, shit! We're back to an episode where you're editing. Fuck. That's right. So yeah, go check us out on Patreon. Kick in a couple bucks. I mean, honestly, five bucks unlocks those bonus episodes. And there's more to come. It's not like it's just yeah. five bucks for two episodes. Absolutely. Um, ten, ten bucks unlocks a the ability bit of a to shape, shape the podcast. The, that's right. This I'm glad we did this. This was fun. This was super fun. Thank yeah. you, Patrick. For thank you for doing thank, this. Thank you, Patrick, for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but especially most recently for this. Yeah. Um, Dad's breakdown. Oh wait, hey Patrick, what's your score on this movie? I give this adaptation a seventy-eight percent. But if I had never seen a Batman animated film or read the graphic novels, I would have given it a much higher score for sure. So I recommend watching, reading, and living the experience that is Batman Under the Red Hood. Okay, so Dad's breakdown. I wouldn't show this to my kids. Uh, you're, you're, uh, mine are a little older, and they they see more. They see. They they're probably a few steps further down. Sure, because the stuff. Bean had problems with the violence in uh, Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Sure, so, which was very mild very compared tiny, to this. Yeah, so um, they would, uh, you know, they might be interested in it. Even I think, and it's short enough it'll hold their interest yeah. the whole time. And the subtlety again, it's subtle. I mean, so the the beating, you know, the beginning when Joker's beating Robin. The sh- you don't see the shots land on him. It's in. It's a is, shadow. And is it any different than any of the full-on fighting that you see in the Marvel movies that I know they've seen? Uh, well, the the difference is, it's not a slugfest. It's not a toe-to-toe. Mm-hmm. It's beating this Child. defenseless. Yeah, but That's the, fair. but they, I feel like the implications are almost worse than what we're seeing. So you, it depends on. I think th- this comes down to it depends on the kid. You know what? Uh, we didn't pay enough credit to the animators. Uh, we didn't talk about it all the way back at the beginning. We're mm-hmm. not going back into the movie, but real quick, I love the moment where Jason realizes I'm locked in this thing, and there's a shit ton of C four over there. Just the look on his face of, well, fuck. Yeah, it was so good. It's great animation. It was so all good. Yeah. This. So uh, listen, if you haven't seen this movie, please go seek it out. It's, it's go, worth it's it. It's worth watching. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a perfect movie? No. No. It's but, not 100. percent But it's a good movie yeah. based on a good story, and it's interesting. And I'm only giving it. Uh, 70 just because I'm being curmudgeon about the fact that it didn't have a complete ending for me. That's fair. If it had 10 more minutes of just a little more resolve, I'd probably be at an 85. You know you know what this ending feels like? Uh, Wait is... till next month for the next issue. 
It it very much feels like I it's over it, for now. Until I think it was, and then I just don't think this one. The critic. I don't know why they never continued this story because a ninety-two from the audience is good enough. I think to yeah. War- I think after this though they started doing new fifty-two stuff. Sure. Um, which I can't wait to get to because there's some really fun stuff in those. All right. Well, I'm sure we'll get there. Yeah, on Patreon. On Patreon now. Uh, when Shannon was with us last episode, episode thirty, she pulled a great movie from uh, the Goon. Pulled it. Did the Goon pull it? Mm-hmm. Shannon just sat here. Who had? Oh, who had totally the oh right, that's right. Goon, that's right. Goon and the Bean. They work together. Uh-huh. Right. Uh, yes, we got Hancock. So yeah. we had a little pause. So we did this episode. So let's uh, let's watch that trailer for Hancock. Suspects on northbound one ten. Fellas, give yourselves up quietly. Okay. Hancock's latest act of so-called heroics has once again enraged city officials. I can smell that liquor on your breath. Because I've been drinking. Jackass. Call me a jackass. One more time. Jackass. How about you, Thickness? Goggles? Hancock! I knew you'd come. Not okay. I do public relations. People don't like you, Hancock. But I look like I care what people think. Right now there's a DA trying to figure out how to come up here and put you in jail. I say you go. Hmm? He's not gonna go. People take you for granted, you know? We gotta make people miss you. You don't move, your head is going up his... Watch day five and crime is still on the rise. You got a phone call. It's the chief of police. He says he needs your help. You have a calling. You're a hero, Hancock. You're going to be miserable the rest of your life until you accept that. Life here can be difficult for me. After all, I'm the only one of my kind. You deserve better from me. I will be better. I ain't wearing that. It's a little tight. Hancock! I need you to end this. Do I have permission to touch your body? Yes! It's not sensual. It's not that you're not an attractive woman. Maybe on a different day. Get me out of here! Hancock is down. He looks hurt. That's it. Make it look hard. Well, I forgot Jason Bateman was in this movie. Oh my God! Oh no! See, I've watched it. This. Oh, I love this. Oh, this is a movie I stop. I mean, if I'm flipping channels, I stop. Also, TSPHC Army. We're going to watch the unrated version of this movie. Ooh, I don't know that I've seen that, so I'll look forward to that. Mm. Is it better? Oh, it's got to be better. Mm. Okay. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Well, I'm looking forward to that. There's some naughty times in it. Oh my. Well, listen, I'm looking forward to that because I've been drinking, bitch. 
So, Todd, where can people find you on social media, should you wish to be found, and should they wish to find you? I write about a variety of topics, both geeky and non, although I haven't written much lately. I've written some fiction yeah. lately. But What's I, going on? Yeah, um, this is uh, taking a lot of oh, creative juices, it? yeah. But uh, I, I do have a website out at tmpinsyr.com, uh, also on Twitter and Instagram with the handle tmpinsyr. Casey, where can you be found on the interwebs, should you wish to be found and people wish to find you? <laughs> Twitter, not Ryan Casey. Instagram, not dot Ryan Casey. You can also email Todd or I at superpodherocast at gmail.com because... Only Cap writes letters. Tony. Do uh, we need to do Patreon? No. No, we, don't we, we mentioned yeah. Patreon, yeah. So that's an episode. That's an episode. If you liked what you heard go check and you it. think this, this rambling and format that we just did... you got a idea for the direction we need to go in. <laughs> Put your money where your mouth is. Absolutely. That's right. All right. So that'll do it for the Super Pod Hero Cast for this week. For Todd Panic, I'm Casey Ryan. For Casey Ryan, I'm Todd Panic. And I've been your moderator, Bob Brown. Be heroic. heroic. <laughs> all right. Oh crap, ten nineteen. So first of all, first of all, let's say this: fuck Bradley Cooper. So the guy's gorgeous. He's a yeah, he's, he's a phenomenal actor. Yeah. He's hilarious, and he can fucking sing and play guitar. Fuck him. And he directed the movie. And he directed the movie. Fuck him. Wait a minute, but this is a conversation. And he's Rocket. Fuck him. So the fight with the four. Uh, so the fearsome hand of uh, the fearsome the fearsome bullshit of four. Yeah, whatever it's the fuck there. The fearsome. What the fuck was it? Why can't I think of this? The fearsome hand of four. Yes. Yeah. All right. Bonus episode. No. Episode 31. Episode 31, yeah. Have fun with that, Todd. Yeah.